Welcome back to Top Tens Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Brown. I'm sitting in the Kenny Motorsports, Motorsports Studios across from Adam Nilsson, my co-host. And we also have the famous photographer, yeah. Dusty Nixon, that's on true. Zoom. This oh, is hashtag this that's is the way that, That's the way this is going to go, huh? Yeah. yeah right, we're, just get, we're going right off the bat that way. Published photographer? Published. Paid professional photographer? Yep. He's big time in. Welcome to the Professional Photographer Club. Yeah, Ravi's a uh, published yeah. photographer. Yep, in print magazines. That's what's pretty, a print magazine? Yeah, I, can you explain this concept a, to me? Back in the day, they used to send them <laughs> to your years ago. yeah. They used to send them to your house, and they were printed on paper. That oh, did Amazon print them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Probably. That seems very wasteful. Yeah. Now that you look back at it, it's like yeah, that was. That's a lot of paper and ink. Oh, so much paper. There's a lot of trees. <laughs> yeah, don't turn around and look at all those books. That's fine. Dusty spent, like, so every time, you know, we'd be walking along, you'd see him on the other side of the catch fence from where, because there's a double set of catch fences. Yes. Right? There's the catch fence, and then there's, like, a service road, and then, like... So it's, like, VIPs and then, like, normies? Right. And we're on the normie side of the fence. Dusty over here, famous photographer, yep. on the on the VIP side of the fence. Just like Larry Chen standing Just in the middle right of the field. Ne- probably yep. literally next to Larry Chen. That sounds like something. So Larry stands in the middle of the track and nobody gets onto him because he's Larry. So <laughs> He's on the other side of the catch fence. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's a Larry Chen side, then there's the fence, then there's the, the regular photographers, then there's the normies. Right. I think Rob Wilkinson might be able to get over there with Larry Chen. Rob, so yeah. I did see- I did see Rob straight up do that whenever they were forming the grid for the uh, standing start on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the guy said, "No, you can't go out there," and he said, "Um, yes, I can," and he <laughs> walked right out there. <laughs> Damn. I looked at I looked at one of the other guys that was standing there, and I, he was like, "We can't do that, can we?" I was like, "No, we sure can't. <laughs> no, don't do that." <laughs> Negative they, to Ghost Rider. They will rough you up before you even get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, whenever I shot FD, uh, somebody told me, like, right whenever we were doing the media meeting, he said, okay, you might see Larry going some places that we told you not to go. That doesn't mean you can go there. That's fair. That sounds right. That's what I was, yeah. That's, I've heard that those same words uttered in media meetings at Festi- Midwest Fest as well. Yeah. Well, the, when I had my camera at that yeah. one event, they said the exact yeah. same thing verbatim. Yeah. yeah. There's the Larry Chen area, and then there's everyone Larry, else's. Larry and Rob. And Rob, Larry, yeah. Larry can be the the cone for this outer clipping point. You can't. You have to stand over there behind that barricade. <laughs> Larry's got the correct insurance, apparently. I don't know. So they also know he's not an idiot, and yeah, uh, he's, in fairness, I might be an idiot. I don't know. So I would never assume you aren't until you prove it differently, and I will not exactly. allow you to prove differently at my event. <laughs> Yes. It's, that's really what that boils down to. Yeah. You so, don't want that type of coverage. No. No. So, uh, let's see. Where do we... Oh. So, we got to start before the race. Before Superlap. Yeah. So, yeah, so what are we talking about? What happened here? Okay. So... Yeah, we should set that up. I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I went to Superlap Battle this weekend. Dusty went to Superlap Battle this weekend. Robbie stayed home. I couldn't be bothered. Well, I know because it's not a WRL event, which means that you're not going to take the time off. Facts. So I get it. He, he looked at the schedule and he saw that the sessions were 20 minutes and he was like, <laughs> was this practice? 
the entry fee is two grand and the sessions are twenty minutes. This doesn't make any sense no, at this, all. This is all backwards. Yeah, I measure my sessions in hours. It's rough. So, <laughs> but as we discussed on the podcast last week, because we had a podcast, we last had a podcast because we love week. the fans. Hashtag FTF stands. It's actually. For the fans, exactly. We do for podca- the fans. Yeah, podcast Hashtag for the FTF. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, about the three week hiatus that's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Blazer. Oh right? yeah. So we got to talk about it. I don't have a picture. of the It blazer. went annoyingly. Well, not annoyingly. Annoyingly for Robbie. It is super annoying. Smoothly. So Thursday morning, or no? Yes, Thursday morning. I got. Back to the shop from my night cut. Yes. Uh, slept in my work truck for a while. Uh, and then the mechanics had to work and I grabbed... Ugh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, I grabbed a battery jumper pack thing and just fired it right up. No problem at all. That's it. Just like you pop the hood, you put them on, yeah. and just went back and turned the key and cycled and just fired right up. I mean, I had to wait for a few minutes, let the battery kind of take some charge before it would just start. But yeah. And then I drove it over to the the mechanic bay, and I grabbed the air pressure thing, and I put air in the tires and drove it home. I, I'm i annoyed and at then, how well that went. And then, <laughs> so I let it run for like 45 minutes before I drove it home because I thought I was ready to go home and then like person after person after person needed something from me. And so the thing sat in the parking lot for like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. And um, I didn't know how much fuel was in it because I don't trust the fuel gauge at all. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. This, is, this is the vehicle that doesn't have a gas cap, right? Right. There's no gas cap. Why not? We went through this, Robbie, like just two weeks, two or three weeks ago. I forget things. It might have been four or five weeks ago, but it was definitely two or three shows ago. So it was probably like six months ago. Yeah. Well, uh, because remember when we were talking about uh, insignificant problems for like ruined cars or whatever? Yeah. Like the 944 thing. And and then there's the the gas tank relief, pressure relief valve on on the Blazer gas tank is like breaks. And then apparently the first symptom of that is the gas tank gauge not reading correctly. Okay. Which mine does not read correctly, but since I don't have a gas cap, it hasn't screwed up any fuel pumps yet. (laughs) Okay. I remember this now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, um, I, I decided not to put fuel in it because I'm an idiot. So you just left. Just throw it home. Okay. It was fine. Uh, I got home. I backed it into, so I parked it in my neighbor's driveway because they're not home. They're in Arizona for the summer. They're snowbirds. Smart. I backed it in there so that when, so that Friday morning, fully expecting that battery to be dead as a doornail again, I could just pull the nose, the van right up to it, put the jumper cables on it, fire it off and continue on my merry way. I hopped in it Friday morning and hit the key and it started right up. Man, that's annoying. So. So I just want to say that kind of forethought is a sign of true veteran of this kind of lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. So the only problems I had with it the whole way there, whole, the whole way, like the whole time, uh, the heater doesn't work very well. Ooh. And so I was real cold on Friday morning. I had to wear a Carhartt in the vehicle, which I don't ever do. Nope. Ravi is well aware. He's giving me tons of shit for it. 
Yep. So I wore a jacket. I even brought it with me to Texas, which is why I didn't need it all weekend. It was beautiful the whole time we were there. That's smart planning. Uh, rusty, dusty here was cold, but I felt <laughs> rusty. great. Rusty, dusty, it's fine, whatever. Uh, I felt great. I thought it was beautiful. Like we woke out or woke up and walked outside. And it was like fifty-two degrees. It was just gorgeous, gorgeous in the mornings. It was freaking cold. I would run around with my shirt off at fifty-five <laughs> Dude, degrees right like, now. Oh, this is amazing. It was like it was like that temperature on Sunday. And I did everything I possibly could to be outside. Like, yeah. Uh, so they, there's this big evergreen tree that's like right next to the deck, and we've always planned on taking it out. So I, I ringed it before winter, so it would kind of like stop feeding itself, and it would re- gradually like dry out. Uh huh. Yeah, that, that takes forever. So, Apparently. so I finally decided like we'll just cut it down. So while Jess is at work, I'm, I'm outside just cutting this tree down. Nice. She loves it when I use uh, chainsaws and and go on the roof and stuff when she's gone. Oh, I bet she does. She's a big fan of that. I'm sure yeah, she is so as, when, a, as an ER nurse who sees yes, the result so yes. of those Huge things. fan. Huge fan of Huge when I do these fan. types of things when she's gone. What you have to tell her is those people are idiots. Yeah. I am not. I, I am a professional. Yeah. I, have, I watched I a have, YouTube video or two. I have yet to cut off an appendage with a chainsaw. I mean, you tried real hard to cut an appendage off. It wasn't with a chainsaw. I mean, that's fair. That you can't was, argue this logic. Yeah, see, and, and it grew back. Yeah. I mean, I ran a marathon after the fact. Yeah, what's up? I'm indestructible. Take that, Mother Nature. Yep. So That's a terrible statement. You should not <laughs> say that. <laughs> I'm indestructible, he says, as the house falls down above him. But anyways, yeah, so I cut down this tree. It gave me an excuse to be outside. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing else to it. I just cut down a tree. Right. But it was nice out, so. No, it was. He was shirtless I mean, and glistening in the sun. Yeah, all my neighbors were outside watching me. It was great. That seems reasonable. Yeah, of course. I even got sunburned a little bit this weekend. That's how nice it was. Wow. Yeah, I soaked it in. I would, too. Oh, it was so good. That would have been the best part. Just but anyway, so the heater didn't work very well. And then uh, the previous owner installed the radio, the aftermarket radio that's in it. Okay. And uh, he did the whole twist and electrical tape method. That doesn't work very well. Which I know he did, and I haven't fixed it because whatever. It for the most part, has worked flawlessly. But uh, every time I hit any any amount of bump, which in a frozen Iowa, even on our semi-well-maintained interstates, like certainly much better than Chicago's sorry excuse for an interstate system, uh, yep. is still pretty often. The radio would blip on and off, oh, and then I had to hit the power button and switch back to the uh, USB input and that got really old really fast because I would get like three words out of the podcast <laughs> I was listening to and it would shut the fuck back off again. <laughs> so what I ended up doing was taking my phone and just putting the speaker on and then taking it and setting it speaker because my speakers are super quiet because my phone is a piece of shit. Okay. So I would take it and put it speakers up right in my ear <laughs> and just set it in the hood of my car heart and drove to Omaha that way. <laughs> You don't, you don't have headphones? No, because the only headphones I own are plug-in. Oh. And my charge port's broken. <laughs> I was wondering why you were using an inductive charger the whole weekend. <laughs> I should have known. So I have one USB, one not Apple cable. Okay. It's a like a some cheapo aftermarket cable that if I plug it in just so... And don't fucking touch it. It'll work. Okay. But that isn't going to work in a car. 
That's how I that's how I do it in my work truck. It's fine in my work truck. Oh, weird. But in my blazer, I mean, it w- honestly, it was fine in my blazer until I hit a bump and the radio shut off, <laughs> which was every two seconds. So finally, I just gave up. Yeah, I don't blame you. And then on the way home, I figured out that if I, because the radio, the deck that is in there, it's not the right deck for the mounting kit, and so it doesn't latch into place. Oh. Yep. And so. <laughs> <laughs> You, Dusty. <laughs> so no, it's just it's bringing back memories of the dash of my old Sonoma. Like, yeah, yeah. I had the right deck for the right install kit, and it still bounced around and turned off and off. And so I figured out if I pulled it out like two inches, just let it like cantilever. No, it was enough that it wasn't like cantilever down, but it just I pulled it out just a little bit. And then it wouldn't shut off anymore. I figured that out on the way home. That's nice. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> That'll also make it easy when you finally pull it out all the way and then fix the wires. <laughs> so the other thing is that, like, it's kind of, it's made my driving better because I can't touch my phone. Oh, yeah. So I don't text. That's that's safe. Safety first, Riley. Yes. I, I, I applaud you. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was the only, uh, when we got back to it on Monday afternoon, I figured for sure it would be dead. I even, again, uh, like Dusty pointed out earlier, I th- I thought this ahead of time. <laughs> and I made sure to pull through and have the nose of the vehicle uh, towards the aisle so that no one would park in front of me. And then we couldn't get to my battery. Let's just get the good planning. Started right up. I kind of had that moment when we were coming back from NOLA. And I turned to Josh because we're like a few hours out of one. And I go, I really hope the focus starts. I mean, it, I, I never like let it sit outside for four or five days at a time and just forget about it. Yeah. Like, it should be fine. It was. You'll figure it out. Oh, reliable. That battery, I, I put a charger on it and fired right up. Yeah. And it's been rock solid too. It has been rock solid. I like it. Uh, the, the security light. Still flashed, like, I don't know, that car sat in my driveway for like a year. The Focus? Yeah. Yeah. And the security light still flashed. Well, the battery. So the battery wasn't that dead. Yeah, no, the battery's good. It's, I mean, it's fine. It gets, it gets me to work every day. It's, yeah, it's all that matters. You're welcome. Thanks, man. What a piece of shit. It's my favorite car. It's great, isn't because it? Because every, so ta- every time I drive it, it saves me money. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> and, like, have you noticed that you're way less concerned about people? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, pull out in front of me. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Go ahead, hit me. <laughs> Joke's on you. I, I, I called my insurance person, and I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, so I bought this car for a song and a dance, um, yeah. so just give me whatever is legal, like yeah. required by law. And they, they like did the whole thing, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's almost what I paid for the whole car. Yeah, well, that's that's the best we can do for you. <laughs> for like six months or something. Yeah, no, like I think it was like the whole year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was like nothing, but but still. yeah, it's like twelve dollars a month. Yeah, everyone needs a throwaway car. What if that's all you own, Robbie? That car? No, throwaway cars. Oh, everybody needs them. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm not stressed about it because if something goes wrong, then. Eh. It's fine. I am stressed about it because it's different. <laughs> it's all I have. It's different. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that he has the nice um, single digit year old truck sitting next to it kind yeah. of gives a little bit of a safety net. Yeah, yeah. The the twenty eighteen Silverado. That's just 
sitting there. Yeah, just in case. That's that's nice to know that that's still there. And then I could drive the Z. It's just not registered. That would be hilarious. Oh, I've done it. I did it work? I did it last year. Oh, Jesus. It happens. So. But yeah. No no issues with the Blazer, though. No. I know that's not the content you were looking for, but, but it's the content you get. But it sounds like there was other content. I mean, we had plenty of fun. Yeah. So I'll, we had I'll a good take time. it. I'll take it. So I'm glad I'm glad you had no mechanical failures or no. any other issues. And uh we hit a little snow in Kansas, but otherwise the trip down there was relatively un uh exciting, except um Oklahoma and Texas need to figure out road construction because you people suck at it. Dude. <laughs> Thirty thirty five like the con- the commitment to being crappy for at least two thirds of the drive to Austin, yeah, is mind boggling. We added at least two hours to our trip from Oklahoma City to Austin in delays. Wow! So here in Iowa and most every other state I've traveled in in recent memory, when they're doing road construction on the interstate and they have it narrowed to one lane in the direction you're traveling. Uh-huh. They give you a few miles advance notice as to what lane will be closed. Yes. And everyone just kind of... Even s- Illinois does that. Right. Everyone just kind of like, oh, okay. You know, and like, they might slow us down from like 70 to... 55 to or 55 45. or 65 or whatever that number is. But we all just adjust our crews, slide left or right, and continue on our merry way. That's not what they do in Oklahoma and Texas, though. They don't tell you what lane you need to be in until you're there. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. They actually encourage you to use both lanes. So the, the, theoretically, they want you to zipper. But it doesn't, it doesn't work in reality. It doesn't work. work. It doesn't work in reality because as soon as you throw and one. And so next thing you know, you're doing five miles an hour uh-huh. for like forever. Multiple mile long stretches coming into construction zones. Yes. And then you have the trucker that parks in the middle to keep people from doing the zipper thing because it's right. already jacked up. Yeah. And they're not doing it well, right that- anyways. That guy's a hero because he stops all of the people from just driving all the way up to the end. Yep. And then sitting there stopped. But if they would just tell you, hey, left lane, get out of it three miles ahead. Cool, thanks. And just move over. Yep. It'd be a lot smoother. So in in Texas, if they did that, they would just make, they would just have people doing 90 for those three miles trying to beat the person next to them into that lane. They're already they doing end up in the That's same how position. fast you go in Texas. I think in, in Oklahoma they have a line that says, like, if you're not merged by here, they can write you a ticket. And it's, like, well in advance of where the actual merge is. And, yeah, I want that to be Not the experience we had. It was just like Texas where you don't know what lane you need to be in until you're within 100 yards of the merge. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm imagining it from uh, – or I'm remembering it from some other backward state. <laughs> It was out of control. It was probably Louisiana on your way to NOLA. We added so many hours to our trip, and almost all of it was construction backup cost that could have been avoided had they just used some intelligent thought. I must say, the drive to NOLA and back was so uneventful. I didn't even mention it on the podcast. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the drive in New Orleans or like as I got closer to the track, because you could like you know see the ocean or whatever, and you can see the Everglades and all that shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. I enjoyed that. That would be awesome. It was kind of sad to see all the houses just like 
abandoned. Wiped. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, I mean, that's just. Still the way it yeah. is. Yeah. Like 10 or 15 It's just a years lake later. that you see on the way in. Is it a lake? Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, I think it's a Pontchartrain, but yeah. Oh, if well, you came in on 10. I can't remember. But it was, I like that. I like that driving over the water thing. Yeah. It's a, ma- it's a massive lake. So, yeah. Okay. It's not the ocean. But it's kind of cool to see like the power lines just go off into infinity. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like it. Anyways, so, back to your trip. Uh, on the way down there, we, of course, we had to stop at Bucky's. I still have never been to Bucky's. Brah. I know. It was old. The, the one we were at, uh, we pulled up to gas, ca- gas pump number 225. <laughs> That's absurd. <laughs> I think there's there's like 250 gas pumps at the place we were at, and I'm not joking. That's a thing, though. That's like what they do, right? And I'm not even sure that that includes the diesel only pumps. No, those are different numbers because those are in the back where the truckers are. Wow. So they don't. I don't think they technically allow semis. And no, maybe yeah. they were. Maybe they were just parked nearby. I don't know. It looked like there were a few. I don't know. I wasn't paying that close attention. But yeah. That's a, there that's, were like 230 to 250 gas pumps there. <laughs> Dude, it's the size of a grocery store here. It's, it's like a Walmart, Walmart. I'm, I'm assuming. It's not quite a super Walmart, but like remember when Walmarts were just Walmarts? Yes, I remember those. And they didn't have grocery stores in them? It was that size. Yeah. It's, yeah, I can see yeah. that. And then like, so I... Fuck it, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I have a thing about using doing going number two in a public bathroom. It's your favorite thing in the world. I won't <laughs> do it unless I can be the only person in the room. Oh, like if it's a multi stall, multi person bathroom, I won't go number two. What if you have to? No, <laughs> mind, just you'll, don't. you'll just mind over matter. <laughs> this isn't happening. Yeah, they do it all the time, man. <laughs> My my dream, if I was an app developer, I would make an app where you can rate and like uh, categorize public restrooms and restrooms at businesses, so that I could go on there and go, no, nah, I can't stop at this gas station. Got to go to the next one because that one's a single use only bathroom, and this one isn't. There, I remember in college there was uh, on Court Avenue for all the bars in Ames. Yep, like you don't go to the bathroom in any of those bars. No, that's disgusting. No. Especially number two. It's not an option. No. They're going to have fucking seats. They should. Like, it's not an option. Yeah. But there was one um, apartment building that had a, a, a cafe at the bottom of it. Yeah. And then there was a bathroom. I can't think of what, I can't think of what it's called. But they had a single stall bathroom for men and women. So that if you were out, out at the bars, most people didn't know about it. And I was that like, is life. I have to go to the restroom. I'll be in this building. And they're like, why are you? Because this is the only bathroom I'm going to use this whole night. Go away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get that. So, Bucky's, you would think that that would just blow my mind up, that there's no way I could possibly do it. But number one, they have, like, almost full-length doors, which I don't understand. Like a changing room? Like like a... a, I mean, it's the size of a normal toilet stall. Excuse me, stall. But the door is nearly full height. Okay, so no one's peeking over looking at you? Right, and it's a real door, like with a with handle and a and a latch. Okay, it's not a door that has a four inch gap that I can peer through, or the little sliding thing that and the little locks sliding it. lock that yeah. doesn't actually work. Yep, and there's so many people that it comes back around again to not being that weird situation where I'm going number two and that other person knows I'm going number two and I can't fucking handle it. <laughs> And so I can go number two out of Bucky's. It's great. 
That's nice. Well, there, there's also the fact that there's like eight inches of concrete between you and the each. Yeah, because the they're not. They're all, they're like not. They're all brick. metal stalls. They're poured concrete and brick stalls. That, yeah, that's better. And so, like, you could almost kill somebody in there and the person next to you wouldn't know. That's a proper good bathroom. Yeah, it's what's up. Single ply toilet paper? I mean, it is a bathroom, nah, a public fair, restroom. Fair enough. I can only ask for so much, Robbie. That's true. I mean, you, if it was if it was good toilet paper, that'd be too much. And also, because it's Bucky's, there's probably 45 stalls in there. Yeah. Yeah, at least that. <laughs> and there's like 80 urinals. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, that bathroom is bigger than most, like, downtown small businesses' buildings. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I need to go to a Bucky's. It's amazing. One day, I'll get there. Yeah. Maybe. Then you can buy a beaver while you're there. Like, animal? Like like a you, stuffed like beaver? A, like a stuffed animal or... Do they sell beaver meat? I doubt it. <laughs> I would totally try it, though. I mean, I would try be- that. That sounds great. They have beaver nuggets. Like, yeah, but that's like chicken, though. It's yeah, a actually, lie. I think it's like fucking. No, it's it's a candy kind of thing. It's yeah, like it's a, like a fluff kind of thing. Yeah. If someone listening to this podcast has access to beaver meat, send it to the show. We'll eat it. We'll eat it on the show. I should have got. You would love their beaver nuggets. The candies. They have so you know like when you go into uh, like a fleet farm. Yeah. And they have the bulk candy stuff. Yeah. They have that in in this Bucky's like it's normal gas station stuff. So I can just like walk in with like a trash bag and I just like fill it and I walk up. There's and like, like eighty different kinds of licorice in there. Yeah, it's like a proper like, candy store. Yeah, it's a real candy store. Man, the place is amazing. <laughs> they have like a whole, they have they have you know like how a, a, there's a meat market, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have that just for nuts. Huh. Like with a display counter and everything. Are they hot nuts? Um, they're probably. All right. I saw so many tacky or taki or whatever it is. Takis are amazing, Adam. Uh, varieties there, and I thought about you. I appreciate that. Not at Bucky's. I was at a different place that right. we'll get to here in a minute. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that place. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was Bucky's. It was ridiculous. Nice. So, uh, but otherwise, our trip down there was relatively uneventful. We got there at a reasonable time, and it was beautiful while we were there. Nice. So uh, then, well, before you get too far into it, we should uh, probably uh, thank a sponsor. Uh, so your trip down is presented by Factor Fabrication. God, I wish FactorFabrication.com. Uh, if you need to get caged or railed, uh, Booney's your guy. Factorfabrication.com. Uh, if you need custom furniture. I'm not sure that's like the best advertisement. How would you do it? Caged or railed? Um, he has caged my race car. Okay. And uh, he- I get what he, you're getting at. He right? makes rails no, for high-end houses. I get, I get houses. what you're getting at. I, I'm with Hand you. Rails, but like safety rails, skate rails. It's true. He does make does, scrails. Make scrails. He can make a, a regular round tube rail. Yeah. Do all sorts of switch-ups and grinds. He'd make it for you. Dalton and I talked about the Jimmy was Jimmy thing repeatedly this yeah, week. I'm proud of you guys. Jimmy was Jimmy. Because Jimmy Hotown was there. Oh, yeah, he was. Jimmy was Jimmy. Yep. They had to swap an engine and everything. Yep. Standard practice. Standard it was, Jimmy it was like he. It was like he hadn't been away at all. <laughs> <laughs> Standard Jimmy things. Yep. Yeah, so if you need any like custom furniture fabrication work, you got Booney, go to hit him up. 
Got Max. Max will be welded up. It'll be great. Also, because we have a race team, we have a store. So factorfabracing.bigcartel.com. We have we got the logo on the hoodies, the t-shirts, the Dickies jacket, and the windbreaker. Uh, this is at basically at cost. Booney's having these uh, printed up by a friend of his. Um, so it's basically we're going to get a bunch of orders in. And once the orders are in, we'll uh, we'll fill them and then ship them out. So I gotta get fa- the factorfabracing.bigcartel.com. Then yeah, they're just high end quality stuff. Not making any money on them. It's like it's kind of like our drop shipping. It's there's there's no there's no profit. It's just that's right. We have a store too, don't we, Robbie? We do have a store, but that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> We're so bad at self promotion. It's fine. Remember the what was the last time we mentioned our social media channels? At the end of the show, there's a picture. For the like four people that watch our YouTube, <laughs> I think it even says follow us on YouTube. <sighs> when was the last three host show? That might have been the last uh, full promotion of the social. No, I'm pretty sure that even, even when Michael stopped, was on the show, we, we stopped long off before. On that that. Yeah, because he stopped caring about that too long before he stopped doing the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got to give you a T-shirt. Yes, definitely get yourself a T-shirt. Yeah, that uh, that Dickies jacket looks pretty sweet. It is yeah. awesome. It was super. I need to find a. I need to find a store that has those so I can see what size I need. But yeah, uh, one size smaller than you think you need. Maybe even two. Smaller. Dickies runs huge, dude. The shirt the one I was wearing is a large, and I was drowning in it. Really? Yes. Huh. I would never have called that. Yep. No. One size. With a jacket, you always go up a size. At least go one size smaller than what you think you need. Really? Yes. Huh. I for sh- I I would for sure need a medium because I'm drowning in a large. Interesting. Yep. Huh. Okay. But yeah, if you want to look as fly as Max does in that picture, you can get yourself his race team jacket at factorfabracing.bigcartel.com. Big cartel. Big cartel. That's so funny. So, uh, let's see. Saturday morning. Oh, wait, let's talk about the hotel, because the hotel was hilarious. You don't have any pictures of it, do you? No, I didn't take any pictures. <laughs> of course not. I don't take pictures of things. You know this, Robbie. I know. So we stayed at a Hilton True. I don't know what Hilton True is. What's different about it? I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of Hilton's, like, it, it, it sounds worse than it is to call it Hilton's Motel 6, but it's kind of Hilton's Motel 6. It's supposed to be, like, no frills. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, leave the light on room. for you. Just yeah. basic room, but it's like not. It's not shitty. It's not shitty, and so like the lobby area had a bunch, like a big snack counter, and that you they sell beer and a cooler, and uh, there was a pool table in there. Okay, and there was some dudes playing pool and like wearing one glove on their hand and taking it way too seriously Whoa. for a hotel lobby, and they were there both nights. Why? And they and they had their own balls. Yeah, they brought their own balls and, and cues, cues, obviously. Yeah, and I'm not convinced that they didn't just show up at the hotel and play on the pool table. Why would they, of all the places, there's got to be like a pool hall that you would go. I don't know, man. We were really weirded out by it, too. It was very strange. That's way too serious they to be looked, taken. They hotel. looked like the type of people that would show up at a hotel to play pool, too. They're exactly what you're picturing. Okay. Yeah, they're probably looking to hustle some guys out of some money. At That's the hotel. what I tried to get Dalton to do, but he wasn't drunk enough. I I highly doubt that. We had just gotten there. I highly doubt that. Well, he only had so much time to drink. That's fair. 
So I tried to, I'm like, dude, go over there and like. Strike up a game. Yeah, strike it. up a game. Just work on a toy coin toss or something. That's his thing. He oh, flip, 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 flip for a coin. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, are uh, you playing uh, billiards? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not even good sober. Or I'm not good at this sober or drug. I, no. If they're even kind of good, I'm like, they, they look terrible. Yeah, with 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 their personal cues and balls and I don't and think gloves. they were actually that good though. That's the thing. I was kind of sort of in my like, peripheral paying attention. I don't think he was that good. There was one time I was on a business trip and my coworker does billiard competitions as like a thing. And he's he's quite good. I think he makes and sells cues as well. Okay. It's kind Ooh. of like so I mean he's he knows his shit. He's serious. Yeah. So when we got done for the day, he's like, let's just go find a pool hall. I'm like, great. That sounds awesome. I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> and so, yeah, we went and found a pool hall, and, yeah, he's... Cleaned house? He he could have played with, you know, anyone that's there. You know, they're really good, and he's just like... Yeah. He's like, well, let's play. I was like, thank you for including me, but we, really don't, we don't have to do this. <laughs> Can I just watch I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally content with watching. <laughs> but but we, he let me yeah. play, and I didn't make a complete ass out of myself, so that was yeah. nice. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's look, very look, weird, though. Look away whenever he would take a shot, so you would have a, you would get to play. Yep, exactly. It was very strange. I don't know what they were trying to prove. They were just looking super cool. That's what they yeah. were doing. So when we first got there, um, we're sitting outside waiting for Dalton to check in, and there was what looked like a bag of trash in the middle of the road that we were pointed at. And okay. Josh and Ryan were kind of discussing it while I wasn't really paying attention. Like, like a like a hefty bag full of trash. Right, like a white hefty bag full of trash. Okay. And the, Josh and Ryan were kind of debating whether it was a bag or a human. And it turns out that it was option B. No. Yeah. There was a human in the middle of the road. Just sitting there? Yeah. And so we thought he was some drugged out, coked out, cracked out, homeless person. Okay. In the middle of the road. Not not illogical. Right. I mean, you're not in Baltimore, but... Well, but there's quite a few of them, and, and, and we were... There was a 7-Eleven right across the highway from us that had some less than uh, desirable folks around it all the time. Gotcha. That, that bundle of hotels that's by the airport is an interesting scene, especially in the yeah. mornings. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I can only There was imagine. a Waffle House there. <sighs> they wouldn't let me go, though. Why not? Well, okay, I'm sure they would have let me go. They wouldn't go with me. What's wrong with them? Because they don't like fun. Or good food. Right. We went to Popeye's. <laughs> what? Gotta sample the sample the local fare. No, we can do that here. Yeah. A Waffle House is sampling the local fare. We don't have those. I had a, I had Popeyes on the way back from Nola as a last resort because everything else was closed on Sunday night. There's at two a in Popeyes the morning. down the street from here. I worked across yeah, the street it, from it today. We don't have a Waffle same. House. Waffle closest Waffle House is six hours away. There's no excuse for this. No, there isn't. This is. A, yeah, you should be mad. I was. I, I'm mad for you. Thank you. This is like when Booney went and got Waffle House in the middle of the night and didn't wake me up. One of the most still disrespectful mad. things a human could do. There are two things I'll never forget that Booney's done to me. One was making me change the rotors on his fucking van at Nola. <laughs> <laughs> and two, getting Waffle House without me. And I am justified in both of my anger. Neither one of those things are good things either. No. <laughs> That's forgettable. Yeah. Number Spite me, though. <laughs> number three, I also remember the NPO one. <laughs> 
but it's a distant third. It's a th- <laughs> I'll never forget the first two. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but this, so after Dalton came back out, because okay. uh, the dude like flopped over and rolled to the gutter of the road. So he, like like a, a road people are driving on yes. going around him. Yeah. Oh. Which we just thought he was a bum, right? Yeah. And like that was where he passed out. Okay. And so people were just driving around him to ignore him. And then like all of a sudden he kind of like flopped and rolled over to the gutter. And then like athletically or No. Okay. No, not at all. And at this point we're trying to decide if he was drugged out of his mind or hit by a car. And then okay. Dalton came and got back in the car and we went to go park. And uh, when we went to go and park, we realized that there were two cars right around the corner uh, and one of them had clearly been in an accident and there was a bunch of glass and plastic in the middle of the street. And then the cops showed up with a spotlight and then the guy, uh, he was he was laying on the ground next to a bus stop and he, a bus stopped and he got up and got in it and left. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You didn't stick around to see what the cops were doing? Well, I don't know that he wanted the cops to find him. No, clearly. But I, I would have been so invested on like finding out what happened. He was clearly injured because he laid in the middle of the road for an extended period. I mean, this was a, a span of five to ten minutes at least. So th- he was like not ten feet from you guys. He was a little ways He down. was... We so were like, you're not just sitting here watching this guy die in the middle of the street. No, we were a couple reason. hundred feet away from him for <laughs> sure. And by the time we realized, because when we saw him flop over there to the to the side of the road, we thought, okay, this guy's just drugged out of his mind. Yeah, for sure. And like he thinks he's he thinks he's in Narnia. Fl- yeah, yeah, he's he's running through the grass grasses of the Shire right now. Yeah. Like he has no idea where he's at. <laughs> Yeah, he's on bath salts, man. Yeah, like you, you don't you don't want to get close to him. He's gonna eat you. Yeah, exactly. And so or Flocka, uh, that's yeah, Flocka. He's on yeah, Flocka. Yeah, probably. And so then, uh, the by the time that we had moved and realized those cars were there, he had already got on the bus and left. <laughs> okay. Like so, when we pulled forward and when the cops showed up, he was already gone. Right. He had gotten on the bus and disappeared. Huh. Or. We're not sure if he got on the bus or if he got up and then walked away and the bus blocked his Oh, blocked your view. Yeah, yeah. But it's better if he got on the bus. Let's assume he got on the bus. It's way better that way. It's a classic superhero exit where the bus drives by and he's gone. Yeah, that's exactly superhero. Yeah, very cinematic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Huh. Aren't people on Flock, aren't they like always weirdly strong? I think so. They don't don't feel pain. Right. Because they're like jump out of a tree and they right. land on their knees and yeah. like blood everywhere and they're like they don't feel it right so that yeah superhero that's what we'll go with <laughs> did the superhero <laughs> landing on the on those trees so i don't know man that was that was our weirdness for that night that, that'd be enough yeah so i how long did you watch this dead body or this body before it you was guys a span were, of like five to ten minutes and no one went over and like made sure that it wasn't a person just about to be run over in the middle of the road no. Okay. I just want to make sure we're putting that out there. 
We just watched this happen. Probably I'm a small town man in a big town place, man. Like that's you just let it happen. <laughs> no, but a small town man in a big town place, like how can I help? No, they, I mean no. That's, how, that's how you get mugged. No, but I'm that, scared, Ravi. I'm scared for my life. He's an esteemed member of the media. He just watches the story and reports on it. He doesn't act. That's fair. It's true. I don't that, want to get involved. That, that's fair. We don't want to change the story. Media bias. Yep. Yep. Whatever happens, happens, and I'm just here to report it. That's fair. So we got on a bus and left. And then the cop was driving around pointing his spotlight at the gutters of the road, trying, yeah. to, trying to find him. Yep, he's gone. <laughs> so that was a thing. Wow. It is what it is. Texas is crazy. Texas is crazy. So notice he's not arguing. No, he's, he's, he gets it. No, so I was just thinking about the number of people that got their shit broken into over the span of three days. Yeah. Everybody, apparently. R- multiple people yeah. got their stuff. Dusty spent an extended period of time debating with himself as to whether it was better to park his car in the back row of the parking lot because he could park underneath a street light or park in the front row of the parking lot because it was closer to the building but not underneath a street light. So was it better to be farther away from the building but very visible to the to the interstate that was right against it or was it better to be closer to the building where there's more likely to be people but be in the dark this was this was the challenge that dusty faced um in the in the second half of that was i loaded all of my crap up and took it into the hotel room both nights i would have done the same thing um i would have probably parked it next to other cars close to the building there was nowhere you couldn't park where there were other cars there weren't other cars. So there's always a car a, on both sides. It was sides. a packed parking lot. Okay. That that would make me feel a little better, actually. In fact, Saturday night, we had to park in another hotel's parking lot. Oh, that sucks. When we got back from Rally Ready Racing School. We'll get there. It ruined my life, Robbie. Been there. I know the feeling. No, you don't. It's a different feeling, but I know I know what it feels like to tra- tra- change we'll, the trajectory. We'll talk about kinks later. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh I guess that brings us to Saturday morning. We went to the racetrack. It was it was a track. Things happened. We don't need to talk about what happened. I mean, yeah, who cares, right? Uh Ferris went really fast, as expected. Will went really fast. Will nobody knew at least I had been told by a few people that Will had said he was bringing the RSX and running it in limited. And then we get there and the Civic is there. It's so, unlimited. Yes, I saw him post about the the Civic before the event, so I knew that was going to be so, there. I didn't know it was going to be there. So yeah, he'd been he'd been on the entry list in limited with the Civic or with, with the, the RSX, uh, the RSX. Yeah, yeah. And then we checked it again Friday night when we started talking about it, and he was it was un, unlimited with the Civic. Yeah, hmm. it's a wild Civic, <laughs> dude. It has the craziest diffuser and tunnel setup of yeah. anything outside of the life GTR that I've seen in person. Yeah, it's it's uh, this, very world time Yeah, the suspension links are in the tunnel. Yeah, it's basically just a tunnel. All the way all the rear. The, yep. All the way to the front. It goes all the way. All the way. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then the the coil over uh the the shock and spring is cantilever in the trunk like like the npo one there's another picture with the trunk open it's it's in there um and yeah it's oh there it is uh terrible picture yeah it's a terrible it was really bad lighting i don't know what to tell you my phone's a piece of shit <laughs> deal with it um but yeah like it, it dude it's and it's all carbon 
every inch of that car. So the barge boards on the side, you can tell they're still um, alumilite because you can see the honeycomb on the side of them. Okay. But everything else is carbon, like the fenders, the diffuser, the splitter, the yep. way, like everything is carbon. The doors, I'm pretty sure. The uh, rear yeah. window has been replaced would, with a big sheet of carbon. I would assume that the roof the skin, everything. The taillights have been replaced with carbon. It just has a big uh, LED, like FIA rain light, yep. where the license plate used to be. That's his brake light now, and the, and the factory taillights have been replaced with very well-molded carbon replicas nice and it's all just gorgeous yeah every you can't look on that car anywhere and not see some kind of cool detail like the the backs of the fenders are are vented out on the front of the like right in front of the door and it's like they've got little gurney flaps around the edges of the vent at the top and just so many little details everywhere i like to see the cfd on that thing like yeah, the, the analysis. I don't know who I, I like if, out over if he does his arrow on his own. I don't. I don't know of any like arrow company he's partnered with. So I don't know if he's doing it on his own. If he's guessing. If it's, I can't imagine. Number one, how professional he is, and number two, how fast the car is that he's just guessing. Oh yeah, there's no way he's just guessing. But so I don't know if he's doing his own CFD work or if if uh, he's got somebody else in his corner. But yes. any of the big names that I know of, they, he doesn't have any of them as Yes, I'm trying to see, looking, looking at the sponsor list, and it's yeah. I'm not seeing so anything So the other thing obvious. that was interesting, in years past, this was a Yokohama-only event. Right. Uh, he was on the on the Hoosiers. Is that, is it, are they not a sponsor And there anymore? were a bunch of, like, uh, Andy Hollis was there with his 720S yep. that he runs in one lap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was on the Supercar 3Rs. Which are a good year? Michelin. 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 Not a yoke. Not a good year. They are a good year? Yeah. Good I'm, thinking, I'm thinking the Palace Sports. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So I guess Yokohama was still a sponsor, but I guess it's no longer required that they run it. I wonder if it's a supply chain thing. I don't know. Because, I mean, a lot of people can't get a lot of tires already. Well, I mean, I personally don't like the idea. I get that the sponsor dollar has to come, and, and that's fine, but like, it also limits a lot of things. Oh, for sure. And, and and if you're paying full retail for it, it really sucks. Yeah. So. So, uh, yeah, that was it was cool to see that car. I was very excited to see, obviously. Uh, Ferris's car, obviously very excited to see. He fought with a lot of issues. Did we, he really? We got to talk to him a little bit at the end of the weekend. He was very busy every time I went in there. Uh, with the car, but at the end of the weekend there, before we went home, we, uh, Josh and I stopped in there and talked to him a little bit. Um, he said in testing at, I'm assuming Crescent, is that his home track? Yeah, he, he did. Uh, I think he said he did like one session at Crescent. Yeah. So he ran like four laps to just run the car till it got hot. Right. Uh, and he went faster than he's ever gone there. But, and that's like his home track. Okay. Right. So that's a good sign. Uh, that's a pretty tight track, isn't it? Would you say? Yeah, it's not. It's it's 1.7 miles. It's got one decently long straight that he runs like 150 or something on. Something crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's. I think it's kind of Gingerman-esque. Okay. Like still, you know, still, still kind of fast, but, you know, on the smaller side. Right. Not one of the tracks you would think of when you think of where this car really comes into its own, I don't think. 
Yeah, right? and he, like the the longer straight there, he his onboard videos it it doesn't look like a straight. It just looks like it's like two corners connecting in an S and it's like a pretty long straight. <laughs> but he's, he's here and then he's there. Yeah. He's yeah. at the, he's at the exit there's of the a, corridor. Now he's breaking. Yeah, there's a, there's a tear in the space time continuum somewhere, somewhere yeah. between big bend and rattlesnake. <laughs> the two, uh, the two corners are called, but only for him, for everybody else, they have to take it. Yeah. It's a proper, proper straight. Yeah. So, um, I guess, Something happened with the car first session out, and I think he thinks from what I from what he was talking to us that it was something broken in like a body mount or something like that for the front arrow of the car. So he looked like he was scraping and over a lot. basically over a hundred and fifty miles an hour, the car would vibrate and resonate really bad. Oh, shoot. He said the only thing that I can think of that you could compare it to would be like taking your head and putting it in one of those paint shakers they have at Home Depot. So he. He posted onboard video in his yeah, post on it's Facebook. Violent. And it looks like it looks like like a, a fighter jet like fluttering or something. Like oh, wow. it looks. I, I I can't think of anything other than like a, a high powered drag car shaking the tires or like a plane yeah. that's just trying to disintegrate. It, it's the most mind boggling crap I've ever seen, and he's and an he's, absolute lunatic for staying in it. <laughs> he said it would start at over at. He he said it started around one hundred and fifty. And I think the car is gearing limited to like 185. Yep. And he's at that like before the halfway point of the back straight, basically, because the car is a fucking rocket ship. That's crazy. Curious if, yeah, it, that, if that arrow is hitting like a weird resonance. He, so then his spring rates are hitting that resonance yeah, at the he same time. He told, he told me that he, has, he put four inches of, uh, of bump stop rubber on the front of that car to try and keep it off the ground. This wow. weekend, like just wow. just trying to band aid it through. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah holy shit. He's 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 reached the level of downforce now that that's you're you're gonna have to talk to like Formula Car yeah, people I, I, to to start figuring out how to make things work. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if he's. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. I could be way off base. So I'm curious if his arrow is dramatically over powering his suspension setup yeah um i know like a lot of the world time attack cars they use this third spring or third mm-hmm. coil over i don't know how it really works yeah and i have no idea what a suspension like a, setup is so. yeah, yeah I, like think a, it, I think it's still i mean for lack of a better term like a coil like a stock coil you know, over like setup. What, what drag racers would call factory because it's the same style and same location right and, and i mean Give or take, yeah. Because I, I didn't, yeah. So I'm not. I, I don't follow that closely, but I didn't think he had done any any dramatic I suspension I like, changes. I don't think he's you know yeah, cut off the front still, end and tubed it and built some crazy custom. Yeah, not that I remember. Control arm suspension setup. It's it's still very Corvette as far as I know. Like, okay, I think it's still like Penske off the shelf coilovers in conventional locations, and he might I know. Be, a couple a couple of years ago, after he first put the big wing on, he, I think he was talking to Will about like you know bump stop tuning and that kind of stuff. The kind of the infancy of the big arrow on it. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's done a lot more than I I could imagine. But I'm curious if that's what he's fighting. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that is rocket ship fast. It's that is that is a wild build. It's such a cool car. So, um, Two oh three nine with it like trying to shake itself apart for half the lap. His goal was sub two. Yep. 
which is insanely fast. Uh, he was within three hundredths of life's record from last year off the tr- off the trailer. Wow. So, uh, of note to that, life did blow a drive shaft coming out of the last corner and basically coast across the start finish line last year. Last year, um, life was not there this year. Uh, I think that a lot of the arrow that's on Sydney, which is their time attack R35, uh, is ending up on their diesel Pikes Peak build that they're doing right now. And so I think mm. they stole a bunch of those parts off of their A chassis to put on that Pikes Peak build. Pikes Peak build. And so then that's the focus this year. So we probably won't get to see the GTR much. Yeah, and so, it, I'm, then they're probably thrashing. I was bummed that they. Until. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I was bummed that they didn't show up because it's always a you know a contender car, and I'm convinced that we have not seen as fast as that car can go there. Right. Um, because I still think that the first year he just went fast enough to beat James, and then the last two years he's been fighting a bunch of problems, and then this year he wasn't there. Right. So I'm still convinced that car's got more in it. You know the oh, way yeah. the way that that drive shaft broke that was probably one to two if not more seconds right there for sure and that would have been as faster faster than Ferris was all, this year already just by itself mm-hmm. so and it would you know um, Will went like two oh nine off the trailer which is dumb fast and then ended up like in the high two oh fours by the end of the weekend um, Crazy. found a bunch of time between. Saturday night and Sunday morning, like four seconds worth of time. Just, I don't know, going over data and changing stuff. I don't know. Yeah, probably both. Just found a ton of time. Well, so he, he posted too that that car hadn't, it's it's only run Pikes Peak. So it yeah. had never been over like 130. And, you know, obviously, code is a lot different. You're finding out a lot of things about the car past that speed at that track. I just don't think that, like, obviously, Will is a very talented driver with an incredible car that uh, is very, very, very fast. But I don't think that a four-cylinder car can keep up with something like Ferris at a track like Coda. Uh, yeah, I would agree. You know? Because, like, the power that a, v- a, tur- a twin-turboed V8 is capable of making... Uh, without really, I mean, obviously it, it's it's a yeah, lot to make that power, but like you're asking way less of that engine to create that power than you would need to ask of a K series Honda. For sure. Yeah, you're talking about you know like crazy exotic billet drag car stuff if you're trying to make a make that power level with a with a K motor. So right. That's a that's a steep steep hill to climb to make that last for you know two minutes on a on a road course versus yeah. the you know six seven seconds uh you know most of the rest of the tracks that like a grid life season will bring you to um i think you know will can really uh could run neck and neck and even beat ferris's car at you know any of those like at gingerman if these two line up this year it's going to be an epic duel that i think will could very easily come out on top of but at Road America, it probably isn't going to happen there either. No, I think just you're, realistically, yeah, your big your big power tracks are going to favor fares. Yeah. So, either way, I'm excited to see how the year goes. I'm excited the fact that the Canadians are back. Hell yeah! That they're bringing the crazy cars. I still haven't seen the Integra, 
But I'm hoping it comes back eventually. He's in jail, TC. It don't matter. <laughs> the number of names that were in the GLTC entry list this year that have ran Super Lab Battle events in the past is upsetting. Why? Because they've all transitioned? Well, there's even some people that, like, I don't... You know, there's some of those cars that were there. That, like, I don't know how many Grid Life events they're going to run. Maybe they'll run a bunch. I don't know. But, like... um Mike McGinnis was there in a, a Subaru. He's a he's been um, he's, he's ran got super a crazy laps. fast GTR. Yeah, he's got a crazy he's fast got... GTR that he's ran at pretty much all the super laps in the past. I think he's I... a he's a Texas guy, I think. So yeah, and uh, I mean there were a handful of other ones that were names that that I remember seeing on the entry list in Time Attack, and now they're over there being slow. Wheel, wheel to wheeling. 220 horsepower if they're lucky. Or if they're unlucky, it's 244, but it's not flat, and it, you're fucking in the back. <laughs> ask me ask me how I know. <laughs> oh, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. So, uh, Saturday, GLTC stuff, there was uh, a practice, a quali, and race one. Race one, yeah. Um I don't remember if anything was all that. I don't remember race one having drama because yeah, I watched so- I watched race one, and because I, I kind of had the, I had the whole thing on live stream because I was working yeah, in the shop because yeah. I like I finally got like you know what I have a Saturday because like after the race I was like I'm gonna just I'm gonna do nothing I'm gonna take the whole weekend and do nothing because <laughs> I you know I've been working to get the car ready for right. Nola right and then I woke up Saturday morning I'm like. I'm fucking bored already. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do something. I gotta do, yeah. So I finished. I'm up ten minutes. I'm bored out of my mind. Yep. So I I literally got out to the shop, pulled the stream up, had it on the TV, and watched it all day while I was I cleaned out like I literally just cleaned out the shop all the way completely, and then like finished uh, the alignment on the Z, got the Z basically completely put back together, so it can sit. So it can sit. Dusty's gonna uh, rent it from you. I should probably take it to at least one track day to make sure I didn't like completely botch something. Because yeah, if I if nice. like if I crash and die, it's a lot less of a problem than if he crashes and dies. That's fair. You wouldn't want that on your conscience. Like, exactly. That's fair. Yeah. That hey, you're you're talking to a guy that had the rear suspension apart on his car three separate times <laughs> within thirty minutes of leaving to drive to Austin and then on Friday. <laughs> so I know a little a little thing or two about being in a sketchy Z. So hey, my people. <laughs> It was fine. Yeah, he, he didn't even take it to rally ready this year. So dramatic. Yeah, if it, if it happens again, I I know the the road is not nearly as bad as the road that we found last year. Yeah, I don't know there. what the deal was, but they they've dramatically improved the, the approach. Oh, nice. So, uh, one thing that was kind of interesting that I'm sure everybody who was watching live stream stuff saw. Um, the the fastest time in qualifying, that car got DQ'd and put to the back. Oh yeah, in race one. Yep. Um, we were kind of standing there by the by the scales after all the cars were coming in and getting scaled after quali, and uh, that car rolled up and and you could already kind of see like his time was remarkably fast. Yeah. Um. And he's that's a relatively new build. I think he ran it at Road America last year. 
Um, but that's a relatively new build. It's a Porsche Cayman. Um, but Adam Jabay pulls out a tape measure and measures a wing. And is like, yeah, this is this that's, isn't legal, that, guys. Legal. <laughs> and um, I think they ended up taking like two inches off of it, which isn't really like. Well, he he ran without the without it. Oh, did he run without it? Or am I thinking of a different car? Because there was there was a car in the back. There was a Corvette that ran without a wing. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I do remember that. Yeah, he had pylons yeah, yeah, but they, no wing. Yeah, they had it on all weekend. Okay, yeah. then it, yeah. So I saw them after the between the qualifying session and race one session, uh, going at the wing with an oscillating tool. Oh, okay. Then yes, yeah, I'm thinking of someone else then making it narrower. So what I what I had kind of been told was I guess some small rules changed with the wings from uh, last year to this year, maybe. Two years ago, I don't know, or maybe it did. I don't. I don't and remember. something didn't get adjusted accordingly with that car. Oh shoot! Okay, so, but I think there was maybe more to that than what we saw because with that, yeah, with that lost type of, a lot of time. Yeah, with that time disparity, I would imagine. Yeah, but I don't know. It was interesting to uh, to see, like, so Grid Life brings its own grid crew. Yep. Right. And there's its own people that's running the grid. Um, and there's guys, you know, there's a, like Pete Lindbergh was working, uh, was kind of like the grid master, if you will, uh, with, you know, the, the patented Adam Jabay whistle, kind oh, of nice. call it, you know, uh, letting people know what was going on and, and, uh, sending cars starting. And then Charlie, who is, um, a grid, the grid life, like lead tech inspector guy and, uh, stuff like that. He's, he's there, like as the cars are going out, you know, he's doing the chin strap pull, like making sure, you yep. know, telling every driver, I want to see your chin straps, make sure they're chin, all strapped chin, up. Chin straps and yep. harnesses. Yep. And, uh, like the, you know, they look very professional. Everything's really well oiled. Like they, they know what they're doing and you don't see any of that when the time attack sessions go out. Oh shoot. You know? And so like, you know, they, they know how to run an event. They're very good at it. Yeah, they run so, a tight sh- and they run a tight ship. They run a tight ship, and it, no doubt it shows. Well, yeah. For for GLTC, they're doing that like for like a hundred sessions a year at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yep. yeah, especially because they do the same thing for the time attack sessions at a regular grid life event. You know, so they're yep. doing that all day, all day, Friday, three, Saturday, Sunday. three days a weekend, ten, twelve weekends a year. So. Because what is it like five races in a GLTC weekend plus a practice it's, it's, and a quali? No, it's four. four normally four. Uh, four fest, races. Like if you get a weekend that has a fun race, like a like a like festival yeah. did last year, um, you get five. So four. So six. You get six sessions a weekend. That's probably about what every typically. time attack car gets too. Yeah, like, typically, you know, there's six time attack sessions. That's a lot of sessions a day. Plus HPDE, they probably do the same thing for HPDE. I believe so. Yes. You know, so like yeah, they. I mean. I mean, when I was when we were doing, they uh, look professional. It's really it's cool to watch. I mimicked a lot of what they do when, yeah. when we like when we run the midiv stuff, and I'm doing grid, I'm right. basically mimicking what they do. Yeah, like I my my drivers meeting is basically a copy of what Adam Jabez is, right? And then what so they, he gave you some notes, even yeah, didn't he? yep. I, I took it and, and modified it, but yeah, it's basically the same thing. Right. And then yeah, the way they do grid, we all but copied that. 
So because it's good, <laughs> I think it's it was just interesting to see two different sanctioning bodies running in the same weekend and see their different approaches to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Superlap was much more nonchalant about the way things uh, move in and out. And I'm and not to be like Time Attack versus Royal the Wheel, but I, I'm sure you, you you can be well, a little a little more lax. Grid life that they treat every session exactly the same. True, but I think you you don't have to have quite the organization with the time attack session. Yeah, it's less important because, you know, if someone doesn't get out in their spot, then so what? Right. Find them a gap and send them. Right. So, but yeah, that was cool. So, uh, I don't know. Is there anything you want to talk about for Saturday at the event? One more thing on that. You'd have to give both both of them and the track credit. Like, there was a lot of oil downs and random things. And, like, they got a little bit behind schedule on Sunday, but it was still just... Like there was very little downtime for the two full days of track time. So yeah, the live stream was like, you know, right where it was expected to be. They're, they're one maybe thing, 15 minutes off. One thing that I don't, you know, I don't know if there's a way to do this, but Coda needs to try and see if they can figure out. So, you know, at road America, there's a track exit at four at turn four. Yeah. So, so you've got, full lap. You've got plenty of time to cool the car down after you cross start finish, but you don't have to do a whole lap of a four and a half mile racetrack. Yep. Coda needs that. Well, the problem yep. with Coda so, is like you, you go down the front straight and you take your turn and then, then you just you go away. You're gone. <laughs> so there's like, and then, and I then feel you, like then they could exit. Back. They could exit after the S's and come out there where the drift crew is. And like, yeah, there is a, there is a there is a turnout where you can do that because the first time that I ran down there we we did that and it yeah it cuts a ton of time off. I don't know if Superlap doesn't want to do that because of all the pedestrian traffic that's running through there all the time. Yeah, or, you would, know that probably wouldn't be the safest thing in the world, but man, they would save a ton of wasted track time. Yep. Yeah, I would guess that that's the issue because there's always a it's always a circus over there around the the drift paddock and there's yeah, a, there's a ton of spectators over there. Okay, then I guess it makes more sense. But yeah, yeah. yeah it it dumps you out right on that right on that road, that like road. in the middle of where they are. Yeah, but man, it's a ton of wasted time. Yes, it is. So, yeah, that's part. You know, it's just part of the part of the deal with a great big huge track like that place is. Yeah, I get that. So, uh, you have anything else you want to talk about for Saturday at the racetrack? People, um, people aren't here the, for content uh, at the track. I know. <laughs> It was cool. It was cool the first GLTC race to just see uh, James just doing what James does. Uh, I think he started like third or fourth, and then just motored right to the front and, and pulled a gap. And yeah, that car looked just like it. It looked just like it did two years ago, the last time he was down here. Except that you know everybody's gotten faster since then. So yeah, I remember uh, as we were coming into the track on Saturday morning, I kind of wondered out loud, like I realized the car has gone through a lot of development and he hasn't, you know, just sat back and let things happen. But GLTC has developed at a pace that I don't think is normal for most race series. And it was really probably very hard for him to gauge. I, you know, obviously he knows the car is improving and he knows that he's improving because he's put a ton of time in the simulator. Oh, for sure. That's all he um, does. <laughs> yeah. It's a ton of time. You see him posted about it all the time. But, like, so you know that, like, he's improved as a driver and the car has improved on the track. But, like, is it enough? And then he went out there race one and, like, yeah. He was out front. It's fine. 
Yeah, you guys got faster, but I didn't get slow. No, he did not. So, and I, I kind of wondered too because he was one of the few two years ago that was that was all in on the street tire setup, right? Or well, no, he was running Hoosiers though. Nope, nope. He was all in on. He was all in on the because the okay. design of the car or the idea of the car was to have the highest horsepower you could have. Yeah, and it was a yeah. and the idea would be a huge advantage of course, at places like Road America and Coda. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so him being all in on the street tire setup back, you know, originally probably gave him a little bit of a leg up on the new setup. Where, you know, I think a lot of the a lot of the really fast guys are probably, you know, still honing in on the setup a little bit as far as you know how the the strategy works, you know, through the races. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of first time GLTC racers there this weekend too. So yeah, a lot of like. I mean, not Texas locals, but there was definitely a, a good number of, of new guys. Yeah. So and they uh, all had a lot of good showing. Like it was so a lot many. of a lot of the new guys weren't part of any issues. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Fast guys too. Yeah. Right out the box, plenty of them. So. Yep. Yeah, it was quite a deal. So many Corvettes. Spec Corvette. That already That's exists. We- it's a NASA class. It's what we it's what we do down here. We uh, grow fast Corvettes on trees, and then they just pl- they just <laughs> pick them off and they take them to the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't Apparently go to the track without being surrounded by too. Corvettes. <laughs> Apparently, they do that in Minnesota as well. Yeah, so craziness. Yep. So uh, Saturday night. Why, yeah, what everyone wants to hear about is when the debauchery started. It wasn't. We weren't even really that out of control. No, it, it does. Like it was. I mean, we did some silly things, but it wasn't like really dumb. So Saturday night again, they did a rally ready uh, get together. We went there. They called it snack battle. Um, there wasn't really any food there, which kind of sucked. That's <laughs> disappointing. That was kind of promised. That's kind of the opposite. opposite of what they promised. Kind of promised food. It wasn't any really that, but. There. Hey, there was dessert sausage. There was dessert sausage. Tell me more about this dessert sausage. Uh, it came with uh, a. It was like a piece of smoked. Like what some, looked like, like a like a, like a summer it was sausage? like bratwurst sized. Okay, right, but like a piece of sausage, um, and then it came with like a caramel glaze and whipped cream. It almost looked like syrup. Okay, and apparently it was very good. It was. You didn't have one. It was no, because I was. I was. Uh, they were kind of talking about like, oh, it's got a little heat to it. Like, well, fucking out. We gotta at least try it. I don't have to try anything. Yeah, just put the meat in your mouth. I don't want to do it, Robbie. Disappointed. I would have tried it. You tried yeah. it, right? Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know. It was different. Which I'm not. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big sausage. Was that like a breakfast sausage type? With, so. Like you put, no. like, it wasn't like that. Like where you put the, you have the syrup on your on your sausage. No, no. it's absolutely nothing like breakfast sausage. I don't know. It, okay, it was it was strange, but I was distracted because there were things happening just down the way that trophy that trucks gathered ah. my attention pretty quickly. Whenever we got there, <laughs> yeah. So this year they they had a trophy truck there. I think it was like a Pro Four class. Uh, so Baja truck. So it was a 6100 class spec trophy truck. So two wheel drive, like I'm, I'm assuming like crate LS, uh, like uh, best in the desert score off road type thing. So is this kind of like what Vaughn had at PPIR. 
kind like of. Was, I that think he was his jumping was that's, bigger. That's, that's an ultra. That's an ultra four. Okay. I think his was bigger. Yeah. Probably comparable size, but just taller because they they do like rock crawling and like so ultra four they'll do rock crawling and then race through the desert and um like short course type off road with jumps all as part of a lap. Uh, so you know like a lot about will, this. Uh, he so makes, I, yeah, he makes RG I mean, cars that do this. I'm aware. I'm yeah, shit for yeah, it. So, uh, so like the one we rode in would be like a Baja 1000 uh, Vegas Torino Mint 400 type thing, where you're just going out and just bombing across the desert. Uh, Literally pounding, the greatest thing in the world, Robbie. Pounding second, big second three and four foot whoops sections and that kind of stuff. So they have like a little short course lap track thing set up here, right? Um, we when we got there, it was already basically dark uh, because I'm too social and spent too much time talking to random people and we couldn't get out of the track on time. <laughs> One, also somebody didn't want to drive their car out there, so we had to run back to the hotel. That's true. So. Yeah. Some yep. some jerk who raised yeah. his suspension and then didn't, still didn't want to drive it off road. Wow. VQ people. Right? The worst. Yeah, the Robbie. worst. The absolute worst. Ugh, gross. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Can confirm. Nissan. The things I could tell you about Nissan guys. You don't, don't get, have to, Robbie. Don't get me you started. You don't have to. Don't get me started. So by the time we got there, it was already kind of dark. So we didn't really get to see the course at all. But they were giving... So, so you could either... The things we could do there this weekend... Uh, you could drive a little like naturally aspirated Subaru on a rally cross course, basically. Okay. And I think that was like twenty or thirty bucks. Uh, twenty, yeah, twenty bucks for a lap, and it was like a rally cross style lap, so just kind of down and back with some cones. Let's say sub minute for sure. Twenty dollars a minute is kind of maybe high. thirty seconds. It's a little steep for an autocross run. Uh, and then riding in the trophy truck thing, fifty bucks. It's a little steep, but I... I, I and, and at first, I was like, nah, bro. That's a lot of money. I was like, nah, bro. I'm not doing this. And, but Dalton and Dusty and Josh are like, yeah. We're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. Like, not even thinking twice about it. And so, and then they signed up for it, and uh, we watched a couple other people do it. Because where, where, we, where we got there, we could see the truck leave, but we couldn't see anything else. Uh-huh. And where they had signed up for it, we couldn't really see anything. And then we went over where the truck was loading the passengers, and you could see him, like, out in the trees, like, ripping. Bombing. Dude, 12, 15 foot in the air, 50, 60 foot before you hit the ground, just (laughs) hauling ass. And I was like, okay, okay. now And I'm, like, thinking about I, like, even pulled up my Wells Fargo app. I was like, how much money do you want? <laughs> like, what am I? What am I ever going to get to do this again? I, right? the, the best part is, I, I, you're in your mind. I'm thinking, you're thinking about it, and you've already decided that you're going to do it. But you're like, as soon as that money leaves the account, you're going to get a text from Katie that says, "Where the fuck did that money go?" Nah, she doesn't have access to that. <laughs> I ain't stupid. Uh, she still doesn't know that I paid for that. <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. She, good, she doesn't, good, she she doesn't listen, listen to the podcast. It's yeah. happened already. She can't be taken back. Uh, I did end up putting it on my credit card. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Robbie. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, it's so much easier to ask for forgiveness. Oh, dude, it's whatever. But uh, so, yeah, I ended up buying one. Dusty already had his. Um, 
So by the yeah, by the time we got to ride in it, it is pitch black. Completely dark. Say it's dark. And and they Zero don't have lighting. It's not no lit up. Lights. It's just no. the lights so of the truck. It's just whatever's on the truck. And like so this is the first time where one of those stupid fucking LED bars that every bro has to have on his bro dozer works. Made sense and was usable. Yes. So but it was completely pitch dark. <laughs> yeah, so so he f- he flips the lights on on this thing on the front. And it's got a it's got one big bar in the middle and then two big like spotlight lights in the places where the headlights would be. Yep. On this truck that I think the bottom of the the window was like to my chin high. Like these trucks are massive. They weigh like six thousand pounds. Jeez. Do the control arms are like four inch tubing? They're huge. <laughs> I mean, they have to be, but yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. yeah, the front arms are like fully fabricated, welded plate steel, and uh, <laughs> thirty inches like, of gi- suspension travel. It's so dumb. Yeah, gigantic uh, bypass shocks that are like three or three and a half inch shaft. Like the <laughs> shaft inside the shock is three inches, so you know the, <laughs> the body of the shock's even bigger. Yeah, um, it was running. They had forty inch tires on it. Jeez. Everything about it is wild. Is huge. Yeah. And ridiculous. Over the top. And like the engine, when you look in the wheel wells, you're you have to look back towards the cab to look at the engine. I think it's literally like it's most of that engine is between the driver and passenger. Okay. Which would make sense with the center of gravity right there, but I think it was it was an automatic. Well and, and, the, and then also your um your suspension and everything like the the mounting points for the arms are like on maybe a, a eight or ten inch center in the middle of the truck yeah. so yeah. there's no they're room this for, far the mounting no points the are this far be. apart from each other okay so the engine has to be behind the front wheels right because there's nowhere for it to be between the <laughs> wheels wow that would, what a wild build uh, their tube chassis, like yeah, of course. Like this was never a real truck. It looks <clears throat> like it could have been like a Raptor. Like I think a Ranger Raptor is probably what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, it's a full. It was a full. Um, it would be like what a regular cab Raptor would look like, just except it's so wide that it would need but it's all know, like, clearance lights to run down the highway. <laughs> okay, but it's all fiberglass. So, uh, and then he just. Is it like a three speed or a four speed? You think, or is it just think, a- uh, so like the the big unlimited trucks are running like five speed sequentials now? Yeah, and all wheel drive. But I'm, I'm guessing that that one was probably just like a turbo four hundred uh, three speed automatic. Right, know, that's kind of what I figured. Built to withstand you know five or six hundred horsepower and swinging forties around for a thousand miles. So, <laughs> so he takes off. And you hit a couple whoops. Yep, yep. They're not too bad. But you, so first of all, uh, when he was when he was talking to us about like getting in the truck and stuff like that, he said, "Well, we go on jumps. I know that your your uh, your natural reaction will be to tense up. Yeah, don't do that. Relax, body. Like just be just just, right, just ragdoll it. Yeah, really. just ragdoll it. Uh, he's like, because if you if you get too tense, you'll pull a muscle. And I was like, okay, okay, whatever, right? And so we just take off, and you just trees are fucking six inches away from you, like because you they just cut this trail through the the brush. Yep, and um, 
he hits the first jump and you're in the air and you're looking at a tree <laughs> and you're like, there's no way we're going to survive this. Right. And he hits the ground and he locks up the brakes and the, the whole truck, like you go from, from like kind of sitting upwards a little bit to like staring at the fucking ground because <laughs> the thing has so much suspension travel and it's so plush and soft. Yep. And when you lock up the brakes, the whole thing just pitches forward and you're just, dude, I swear he's doing stoppies, yep. but he does because he has 30 inches of suspension travel. <laughs> the yeah, wildest. So each, so each one of the turns on this course they have set up is probably a five foot tall berm. Yeah. It's a big, they're this, like banked corners. Yeah. Like a motocross. Yeah, uh, and this, yeah. Yeah, and this sucker is like flying toward these berms, and I'm just going, there's no way. And then it just stands up on that outside tire, and like well before the turn, he's hard on the gas again, and it just whips the back end around, and all of a sudden we're going the other direction. <laughs> Dude, what's this so crazy? Big, it's like this big bastard should not change directions like this, but here we are. We're going no, that way now. Nothing Ooh. that 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 is that size and has that kind of weight should should move sh- like that. Should be and has like that plush of a suspension should be able to turn and maintain the lateral grip that that truck was doing on the dirt. It's the dumbest thing I've ever experienced. Huh. And then I think the like the so, highlight for me was running back up the middle of the course and then making a hairpin turn like back where everybody was standing in the gate where you come in yeah, and then running back through the dust. (laughs) So it's like wide out dust in front of you and there's two jumps coming. I know there's two jumps coming because I saw it go over them earlier (laughs) and all of a sudden dust gone, jump, land, jump and the track like goes like 45 degrees the other direction while we're still in the air and it splits two trees whenever it gets over whenever it goes over that way and i just like there's no way this is happening and it just goes (laughs) some of those turns we were making in the air i'm convinced of it (laughs) like he had he had launched the truck at a 45 degree angle so that when it landed he could make the corner i I swear i just I distinctly remember looking out the passenger side window at a tree that I was heading straight at somehow (laughs) (laughs) and just, and just laughing the whole time. (laughs) Well, then the other thing is, so when you're sitting in the passenger seat, if you look down between your legs, you can see the front wheel and tire. Oh, there's no inner fender. Oh, and so it's kicking shit at your face the whole time. I like how it's and, not you. Do, and they gave us open, open face helmets, <laughs> and so now's, you're getting. Now's a good time to, uh, get, tell he's the like, keep your mouth shut. Like, okay. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, but the problem was I was laughing like a little girl the yeah. entire time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they gave you safety glasses at least, though. Yeah, if you didn't have regular glasses, he had a pair of safety glasses. That well, that's he nice. Would have you wear. I mean, it does next to jack shit to the dust that goes around it, but it's nice that he had it. It doesn't keep rocks out of your mouth either, Robbie. Nope. Nope. Still spit yeah. gravel out of my teeth. I felt like I looked like Tom Cruise at the end of uh, a race in Days of Thunder where <laughs> I got done and just all black. <laughs> so he does one lap and like in the back section, there's a fork in the road. Yep. And uh, so the first one he takes, he goes to the right it goes back to the front and then does that hard hairpin and then runs the same like two thirds of the track that we did the first time. And then the second time, uh, he stays left 
and that's more straight and you go a little farther away and because that's more straight, he gets more speed. And then that's where the two biggest jumps are. <laughs> Dude, I can't, <sighs> I want to go back so bad. <laughs> like seriously, I text Katie and I was like, this is better than sex. <laughs> I told Katie that <laughs> flat out. She goes, well, next time you want to have sex, you could just ride in the trophy truck. And I was like, if I could, I would. <laughs> I don't even care. This is the don't best you- thing I've ever done in my life. I remember you said it in the group and I responded with, you're doing sex wrong. Knowing full well in my heart that I'm just saying that because I'm jealous I'm not there. <laughs> no, Robbie. You're racing wrong is what is happening. Because this is the greatest, single greatest automotive sport on the planet i don't i don't i don't disagree with that i know that we have talked about how awesome stadium super truck would be yes i now think it's better than i used to think it would be yeah for sure it's seriously the most fun thing you can possibly do with or without clothes on i'm convinced of it there is nothing in the world more fun than that truck i'm not gonna argue with you i'm convinced of this I, i was talking to some like obviously it's not this but like when i was talking to somebody about the race in nola and and driving the npo1 yeah and they're like so what's it like and i was like if i could shoot that feeling into my arm i would <laughs> that's that's how good it feels to drive the npo1 dusty was why. shaking for like 10 minutes yeah. and i, I, I firmly like an i firmly <laughs> believe that cuz like i've done motocross oh. stuff i've done race stuff and you put those together and that's what you get with the trophy truck dude but turned up to 11 it was the greatest experience of my life. Man, it's a good thing she don't listen to this. I I will tell that to her face. <laughs> so is this where we start to talk about kinks, or is or are we already? Yeah, Robbie. No, this is where we talked about this. This is this is where you end up in five years. I'm not mad about that. I'm actually quite happy about that. I I found my kink. I found your kink. When you've when you've dove headfirst into the the hardest of core, this is where you end up. I'm good with that. I'm good with so, my future uh, if that's the case. So a little a little bit of a reference the the chassis on that truck was made by Blitzkrieg Motorsports. Um, you can get a, a 6100 chassis roller. So this is just a it's just a chassis with I don't think any type of drivetrain in it and no fiberglass body on it what's that cost does that have suspension For, though yeah so it's got the shocks and um, all that i think that's shocks and everything okay uh but yeah that's sixty five thousand. i mean ls's are like 12 dollars. yeah I was like, you, you could get that you could do that 65 grand really yep that seems like a steal of a deal robbie so and that's, then to you know to that's not bad. to build a full competitive truck, I think you're like you're, yeah you're into the hundreds, like but one like one twenty five one fifty for a spec class truck. And but like, like to buy a used one just to do really dumb shit in my pasture with doesn't seem that out of reach. Nope. If, like and and you wouldn't necessarily need to have something this turned up. I don't agree with that statement. I mean. I don't agree with that. Yeah, statement. I mean, you could you could do nine tenths of that, and for a fraction of the price, and still get that same feeling. Well, I was I'm actually I was thinking about this today at work. Actually, well, I've, I've, you've been thinking uh, about this nonstop since you got home. Well, I know yeah, that. but actually, I was thinking about that, and today I was thinking about other options, alternative options. Right, right, because my dad's my dad's like, oh well, like 
If you think that's fun, like maybe you should look into these side by sides. Like, bro, those are like forty grand. Like that's not what yeah, I'm you at. can you can build a full size truck yeah. at, into a pre runner cheaper than you can do a side by side. I own an S10 right. already. Don't don't give me that kind of hope. Don't do that. So I mean, good, seriously. Don't, don't do that if you're not serious. I mean, I don't even serious, don't even put it out there though. if you're not serious. We'll make this happen. <laughs> we've we've done the like years ago when we did that dumb pimp my ride thing where uh-huh. we pimped, I I already spec'd out the pro or the the pre runner suspension for an avalanche. And I, there's there's companies that make full kits for my truck for pre runner to have like 15 inches of suspension travel. We should do this. I will help you. We have room in my shop for this project. I don't have that kind of money. Credit cards have that kind of money, Adam. No, that's not where I'm at in my life. Tax returns have but that like, kind of money. But like, I, I don't even know if I care about building a track car. Nah, build this. Literally, the only thing that's keeping me from being more serious about building that is that I have zero places to take it. I think you'd be surprised. I think we could find places. Nothing close. Close-ish. I'm tired of driving so far, Robbie. I get that. But you would drive to Texas tomorrow if you got back in that truck. I mean, I'd move to Texas tomorrow if that was the option. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know that there is a cooler place to live than Rally Ready Ranch. Yeah, they've got they've got rally cars. They've got a trophy truck. They've got random dogs. I mean, so apparently they have a deal where they, I need in my where life. they uh, are part of like some sort of dog adoption program yep. in the area, and there's just like dogs that run around there. That's nice. And, like, you think you're far away? No, they're in the sticks. They're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And they have, like, full-on rally stages in that place for the cars. So they have, like, what, hundreds of acres? Probably. I have no idea. Hmm. But it's it's paradise. We should move to Texas. I mean, I don't want to move to Texas, especially Little California, so Texas, which is what Austin really is anymore. <laughs> we have to live in Austin. That's not where I'm at. But if you live in the sticks outside of Austin, it sounds great. That's fair. I'll tell you this. They need some people working on their their uh, telecommunication infrastructure because that shit was garbage down there. <laughs> Gross. I know just the guy for this. Ugh. Dusty's looking up how much acreage they have there. I'm pretty sure it's 1,300. So, uh, well, he's digging around. Oh, did you find six, it? Six six miles of tracks and 137 acres total. Ah, so yeah, they've got six they've got, miles. They've got tracks that just run out through the trees, like full like stage rally type roads. Perfect. That's that's, that's the life we I, should be living. Yeah, and then he's got like I this both. big pole barn that has three lifts in it. Yep. And there's like six rally cars on the other side, and there's pallet shelving all the way to the ceiling, just full of spare parts. And you know, there's Evos and Subarus, and and there was a Honda Civic, and like they just live the life. Yeah, they need a pro run a pre runner S10 though. Yeah, they do. So do you? Yeah. So last year when we got there to rally ready, fielding shredder. Of Netflix fame, yep. Uh, had to put a clutch in his in his car, and so he brought it in there, and they put it on a lift, and they used a piece of uh, like a railroad tie piece of lumber or whatever. 
It was a landscape timber. Yeah, like a lands like a four by four landscape timber. Okay. As a tranny jack to remove his jack, uh or to remove his transmission. And uh we kinda talked about that last year. This year, Fielding Shredder needed to put a new clutch in his car, so we brought it <laughs> to Rally Ready. Uh and this year they had a transmission jack, so uh nice. Rally Dave is moving yep. up in the world. So they um they were. It wasn't quite as much shenanigans as last year. Last year, I remember them trying. Like the timber was too long, so they were cutting it with a circular saw. But yep. the circular saw blade depth wasn't deep enough. Yep. And they were like putting it on their foot when they're cutting it. Like it's just. It was someone was gonna get hurt. Yep. They used a chop saw at one point, I think. Too. Oh, that's right. They did like a cage, <laughs> like Smoke. cutting. You know, like smoking, like a yeah. diamond blade for yeah, cutting. Yeah. Uh, steel tubing for cages. <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, how funny is Texas Dave? I don't know that I ever talked to him. He so, was upstairs. I I ran upstairs for a minute. He was up there. But, oh, yeah. I was gonna say because I, I kept bumping. Like, him, I kept bumping him to him like a lot during one lap. Yeah, funniest motherfucker I've ever met. Oh yeah, at least like just he's the biggest he's personality. His, yeah, he's living his best life. Yep. I don't know if it still exists, but at one point in time, he had uh, an Evo that had the most insane arrow package on it that he ran up Pike's Peak a couple of times with. And I would love to see that car pulled out of retirement and brought to a time attack event. That'd be awesome. Because it's really crazy. It's his banner picture on Facebook. I'll look that up. It has like tunnels cut in the doors and stuff. Yeah, it's insane. It's his. It's his. At least when I was creeping on him, probably a year ago, it was his Facebook uh, banner picture. Because he added me after one lap. We're friends. It's Dave, whatever his actual last name is. It's just text. So uh, there was I don't a think hood he's just hanging Texas on the wall. Dave. And... Yeah, he's got a crazy uh, last name. Carapetian. Yen. I, I I butchered it. Oh, no, I, I changed, changed it. it. Lame. See, if you just search Texas Dave Pikes Peak, it comes up. There it's got it the is. big like uh, monster uh, Suzuki Escudo like splitter with fences up on the sides. They go up the full height of the car. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I would love to see that car uh, at a time attack event. That's quite the deal. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, he was really funny. I remember we were at uh, Lanier, and him and Bucky and all those guys, like, you know, they, they're, you know, we're at Lanier doing trickle track stuff, so they yeah. get all, like, their, you know, do it for Dale outfits and their yeah, mullets yeah, and whatnot, yeah. and he's been filming it, and he's like, I was talking about the whole thing, and, like, I'll never forget it, but, like, for some reason, it just sticks in my head, but he was talking about, you know, they're, you know, getting their car ready for it, and they're going to change the setup, so it turns left, and he's and. I don't know how how it even came up, but he made the comment. It's like, I don't know, man. Does a one-legged duck swim in a circle? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, it does. And you're right. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I've never seen a one-legged duck. I don't know. I don't know that's what the, it does. That's the kind of mindset that leads you to live on a, a ranch in the middle of nowhere in Texas with a trophy truck and a bunch of rally cars. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Freaking hilarious dude, though. Yeah. So that's I would have I would have loved to have hung out at that. The whole thing that you guys are doing. Yeah. So after that, uh, we gave Adam Jabay a ride back to the porn mansion because Grid, Grid Life once again rented the porn mansion um, so that uh, 
or for for all their their staff. Yep. Um, so this is the one, this is the mansion that was they they had a million dollar aspirations with a hundred thousand oh, dollar no, budget. No, 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 no. This, that house cost way more than a million dollars to build. Well, wow. it probably didn't cost that, but it's worth it now. Apparently, well, so. yeah, we're not like Zillow appraises at a million dollars today. What about last year? I don't know. Way less. <laughs> Whoever appraised that didn't walk through it. Right. So, um, we it's gotten worse. <laughs> well, I suppose if everyone's partying there every uh, weekend. Well, no, just like the physical condition, the structural integrity of the house is less than it was in the past. Wow. Uh, it's sunk even farther, I think. Jeez. Um, the ballroom, none of the windows are uh, can be opened, or uh, one of them is stuck halfway open. It cannot be closed or opened any further. <laughs> uh, a lot of the panes have cracks in them. A lot of the panes of glass have cracks in them and breaks in them yep. because of the house has shifted so dramatically. Wow. Uh, there's a spot, like right as you walk in the door, where two different walls meet at like a 45-degree angle. And um, there is a crack. It's a two-story entryway, right? Yep. And there is a crack in that. There's a drywall crack in that uh, joint that runs from ceiling to floor. And Adam, who is like a a construction expert, he's like, that's a really hard thing. Like, that should be the strongest point. Like, that shouldn't ever crack. Like, it should crack somewhere else because that's where it's strongest. Yep. Not good. That's where it it should be strongest. <laughs> right. Well then. Yeah. So uh, this year, of course, once again, because uh, our theme this year was uh, tradition is tradition. Of course. And so we have to do it. So Dalton got naked, got in the pool. Right. So Dalton stripped down to the nudes and jumped in the pool. Uh, we went there this year earlier than we did last year. And so the... The average temp leading up to it had been probably colder than it was. Yep. And so the water was remarkably colder, I think. Oh. Than great. it was last year. <laughs> so he front was... flipped into the deep end of the pool, pops up and goes, Holy shit, that's cold. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was also only like two thirds full. Yeah, it was only it wasn't yeah, last year was full, wasn't it? It wasn't full it this had... year. And had like undissolved chlorine tablets just sitting in it. Oh, <laughs> like laying on the bottom of it. Yikes. Um, and then the other thing was like, I couldn't tell how deep it was. And since it wasn't totally full, I was for at least a brief moment concerned for Dalton's safety. That he hit the bottom uh, before he jumped in. And then I realized that I didn't care. If he hit the bottom, <laughs> because it just—it's he yeah. was doing it he'd for be, the con- yeah, he was doing fine. it for the content, Robbie. That, I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. So uh, this year, because we didn't have as much buildup leading up to the jump, Sam did not have as much time to get a towel, and so he spent a lot more time in the nude, shivering. <laughs> <laughs> standing there waiting for Sam to come back while we're all standing there staring at him. Uh, Jabay compared so him to the statue of David. I think that's a compliment, right? No? I feel like Depends that's not a which compliment. which part of the statue you're talking yeah, about. I, I, <laughs> which part of the statue are you talking about, though? I don't know. It's got a tiny little thing on in the middle there. <laughs> I guess I haven't paid it's attention. real tiny. Is it? Yeah. Sorry, Dalton. 
It was it was cold that day when Michelangelo. I guess I've never paid attention to how big it was. <laughs> Jube said, and I quote: "Everything just tightened right up, didn't it?" <laughs> I bet. I think he lost ten pounds just jumping in there because everything went. Oh shit! It's squeeze right in. So yeah, that was the deal. Good for him. Um, we did record a Patreon slip angle episode. It wasn't as rowdy as other ones have been in the past, so there will be some people disappointed. Yeah, so he hasn't uh, had a lot of wild stories. But since. there was a few surprises okay. that I'm not going to spoil. That's good. We'll just leave just it. Drop the hint, drop the hint of uh, coconuts. There was some fruit harm to the making of this movie. I say the only time I know about coconuts is when you guys are doing the high horse thing, so I'm not sure where it where, scared where, the shit out of me. With it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dalton, Dalton found a new way to use coconuts. All right, perfect. Yeah, and they're not to cover movies. Sorry, Robbie. Uh, shoot. Well, hear about it on the Patreon. Yeah, you have to listen send to those. Those, send the slip angle. Yeah. Uh, new Patreon subscribers. Are yeah. Way. Yeah. So it was a good time. Nice. Uh, I don't think that people live there full time now, but at some point in time, obviously somebody did. Right. And there's still some stuff left in the house. Okay. And there's like a, a closet in a bedroom that is supposed to be locked, but because the house is so out of whack, you could just pull the door open. Right. Like with zero effort. Yeah. Like it's like the, the latch isn't even yeah, latching. Not really. Like it's, <laughs> it's latching a little bit. It's latching enough to keep the door closed. Yes. But if you pull it, it just pops right open. Right. Uh, and so obviously we were in there, right? <laughs> I mean, you got to see what's in there. Yeah. Why are you locking So those? there was like a fur coat in there. Dang. Like a, like a tiger striped fur coat that was very like Axl Rose. Very gaudy. So of course. Dalton wears it. Dalton wore it for yeah. a while. And it like, it fit the look. Like it was, it was Dalton to a T. All right. Uh, there were some. Like black angel wings, like were part of a costume of some sort okay. that Scott Malloy had on for a little while. <laughs> that was a deal. Uh, we also found a comic book that uh, involved. You might not need to talk about that in a public forum. Terrible things. Sick. We're not going to talk about it. Then why did you bring it up? I want to know. That's all the farther I'm willing to go. Then why would you bring it up? Slide this into my DMs. Why would you do this to me? No, share a little bit. No. No, Robbie. Is this like a? Is this like something I could just go buy at a at a comic book store? No. Is it written and made? No, it wasn't homemade. I mean, all comic books are written, Robbie. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, per, like, did they write it at home? No, no, it was. But you can't just buy it at any old comic book store. And it's not like a Garfield. It was way more vulgar. Like, like, like sexually. Yes. Like a hentai porn comic book. I don't think it was hentai. It was just twisted. I'd read that. It made the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie they were watching downstairs look pretty okay. Wow. I need to watch that too, by the way. God. Was weirdly interested in it. I don't like horror movies. No. I couldn't I couldn't look away. I kept finding myself standing there watching it. Yeah, like it looked the the trailer looked Is there super a new fucked one? up. Yeah, there's a brand new one on Netflix. Oh like it just came out like a week ago. Oh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I think if they were watching it, that would have been like the second day it was out. Okay. That explains I'm a lot. I'm assuming that's what they're watching. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll watch that eventually. Chris Stewart was sitting there watching it, making the flyer for the Midwest Festival uh, lineup. Oh, nice. So I got to see and hear some of what was going to be on the lineup before it was released as of today. 
to, to today. Wednesday. So Wednesday, yeah. So it's out now. Uh, I don't know any of them. No, I recognize. Uh, I recognize the little Dusty new. Kavinsky. Kavinsky? Yep. Which apparently, I don't know. I tried to listen to some of it today. It's just not my thing. No, not really. Uh, there was a, a big like EDM festival going on at, at Coda at night. Okay. That was separate from SLB, but just happened to be at the same place. Hmm. Um, it called Ill Fest. Ill Fest. Yeah, which according to Adam Jabay is the worst name you could possibly give one of those. I don't know. Doesn't seem that bad, I guess. Uh, it fits. fits. Uh, ill fest. Yeah. I mean, it's an EDM festival. Yeah. Uh, kids, the kids were there getting ill, like they used to get lit and wet. Exactly. Right, exactly. Cascade headlined that as well. Okay. So that was kind of weird. Hmm. Been, uh, been listening to some Cascade the past, since Saturday, I guess. Dusty's discovered a love for EDM. It's not, uh, it's not bad. <laughs> It's not my thing. I just I, in the moment, like I, at like Savoy at Midwest. Yeah, like Festival, I'm sure it'll be fun to great. to watch, but like I can't. I don't just, like. I don't put it in my headphones and just listen. Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing some splicing by myself today, and and I like listening to music while I splice, not like podcasts or anything like that, because I find myself not paying attention to the work when I'm listening to shows. Whereas if I listen to music, I can pay attention to what I'm doing, and so I tried that, like. But it's just not my thing. Nope. I, I enjoy the concerts. I don't really listen to the music. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. Which is funny because I really don't enjoy concerts. So. But. Yeah. So I guess that was our Saturday. All right. Saturday. So, so fun fact before we move on from the uh, mansion. Uh, the first year of Superlap, it was worth $500,000. <laughs> Wait, so what was? So it's doubled in value. Oh, the building. The mansion, yeah, the mansion has doubled in value during the lifetime of Super Lab Battle. This is year like, four, like every other dwelling in Texas has. Been. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, Zillow is not basing it out of any actual like, like if that went to an inspection, obviously that value would go nowhere near that. No, Zillow is basing it on I, average, average home sales and what that one and that one's square footage on on property and within Austin proper. It might do more than that. Actually, that's but, insane. Yeah. Especially yes, with, with that, exactly. with if it's ha- as structurally unsound as you make it sound. So, uh, the picture you have pulled up here that the people ballroom. on Facebook can look at, or on uh, YouTube. YouTube can look at, there's that uh, beam that runs down the center of the ballroom, which used to be an outdoor patio area. Uh, that originally, when the house was built, that was not uh, a room. That was outside. Oh wow! But that beam that they added on. Uh, twists in both directions uh <laughs> like if you stand underneath it and you look up at it and, uh and you look uh, like along its path it twists in both ways like it wow it looks like a piece they pulled off a roller coaster the way that it twists and turns kind of, kind of reminds me of the dna double helix yeah from Jurassic there you Park. Go. whoa there you go. yeah dude it's <laughs> bad I would I would enjoy reading through the home inspection of that house just because it'd be a, yeah. a shit show. Yeah, it's oof. so. Yeah, Saturday was wild for the boys. But if you want to do something for yourself, head over to mypatchbox.com. Oh shit! Uh, use the code TTP fifteen to get fifteen percent off your first box or anything that's currently available in the store. Um. Get a fancy shirt like this one that I'm wearing right now. 
Hell yeah. This one showed up in my box the other day. Noise. Uh, that would be Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't remember what day it was. It showed up. It did, oh, you know, once a month you get a box that shows up at your house. Presents to you. Car care products. Box yet. WTF, mate. Maybe they don't like you anymore. They give you all those eBay gift cards they didn't give me, so there's that. There was a reason for it, Robbie. Rude. Anyways, so yeah, but if you want to get car culture products, car care products, you know, shirts, tools, all sorts of cool stuff that shows up once a month, use the code TTP15, mypetrobox.com. One other thing that we forgot to mention about our Saturday shenanigans. Between when we left Rally Ready and went to the house, since uh snack battle was lacking in the snacks. Yeah. Uh we were trying to find food and Jabay was like hell bent on a mission to go eat tacos. I like tacos. And so we stopped at this place that's called like a supermercado. Okay. Which is like a gas station and grocery store basically like they probably had 12 or 15 aisles of groceries and there was a full-fledged bakery and a full meat counter in there okay uh it was also a taco counter but unfortunately yeah. at nine forty-five, there were no more tacos in it which was like supremely disappointed yeah that's too bad yeah so we went in there um the meat market area looks really interesting to me because they had so many different kinds of like raw meats to buy and and make delicious foods with. Like a, like a butcher shop. Yeah, it was a full-fledged like butcher shop. I'm not convinced they weren't butchering animals in there. Okay. Jabay thinks they were when he was in yeah, there at they, 6 o'clock that morning. Yeah, they, huh. they might have been. <laughs> Uh, and like they had like crawfish and crabs and shrimp and like two or three different kinds of shrimp. And then there was the beef and the pork and the chicken and like, dude, it was all of it. Awesome. It looked so good. You guys didn't have crawfish and well, shrimp boils like, and all that stuff? a lot stuff. of stuff wasn't. And like, I don't have a way of cooking it. Oh, it was oh, all, yeah, right. it was all raw already. Yeah. Done. It's like needs to be cooked. Gotcha. So they had next to their bakery, they had like a, a sweets thing where they had a bunch of what looked like regular old fashioned cookies and stuff like that. And I was in on that action. Uh, Dusty also got some what we thought were just cookies. They turned out to be what they call, I think, like sweet bread. Is that what it was? Yeah, like pan dolce. It's yeah. kind of a cookie, but it's more dry. It was, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a big it was kind of like a big sugar cookie, but not like super sweet. Huh. And yeah, the the ones that I grabbed looked like giant like peanut butter cookies, like yeah. they had like the little cracks in the edges of them and stuff. And I had my heart set on that peanut butter I cookies. Into it, yeah, and it was not that at all. Oh no. shoot, <laughs> no. Um, I bought two of them that had like a bunch of sprinkles on them because I'm a child and I think that everything should have sprinkles on it. Well, of course, because what do you? How do you make sugar better? You add more sugar. Yeah, exactly. And bacon. <laughs> yeah, that's acceptable too. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, the the cookie thing was really dry because it wasn't really a cookie. It was a sweet bread or whatever they want to call that. Huh. Um, it wasn't disappointing. It just wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, I get that. So we went to the um, we went to the porn mansion because we were told that there would be pizza there, and apparently that was a whole ordeal because they went to get the pizza that they had ordered that Google had told them was ten minutes away, and they got to the location and it was a field. 
And they called the place back and they said, where are you? And that was 40 minutes away on the other side of Austin. No. Yeah. So they, did they go and get it? No. So they ended up going somewhere and getting tacos. Oh. But it took them a long time to get back to the, to the to mansion. Porn mansion. So. Well, shoot. They were, they were extremely good tacos, though. So I've been told. You didn't eat them? No, Robbie. Not all tacos are spicy. The things there were things on those tacos I didn't trust. Like what? Well, there were onions. I don't like onions to start with. So, so the the rule of random Mexican food that shows up whenever you're in Austin is you don't ask what it is, you just eat it. Yeah, I don't trust that. I remember when uh, I went to, um, I guess she's not my aunt, but we always call her my aunt. But anyway, I went okay. to her place and she was married to a Hispanic guy at the time, and they were they were feeding me. And uh, I knew it was uh, like intestine and stuff. And they're like laughing. They're like, do you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, I know what it is. That's why I'm eating it. It's delicious. <laughs> like, so they're thinking they're like going to prank me like, oh, you're yeah. eating you're eating intestine. No, dude, I know what I'm eating. It's awesome. That's why I'm here right now. So there was like chorizo was one of them. And then there was a steak and a pork one. But there was oh, just man. stuff on them that I just was. I wasn't. It was fine. God, so the. The chorizo ones were easy to pick out because they were actually glowing orange. <laughs> Those are so good. There's there's a place here right down from my work that makes chorizo burritos. Amazing. Are they super greasy too? No. Because the chorizo tacos that they had were the greasiest things I've ever seen in my life. No, it's not, not any more greasy than regular tacos. No, this was way greasier. Oh, this, no, it's not like that. It was pretty wild. But it's so flavorful. It's like a punch in your mouth of flavor. So good. I don't want to be punched in the mouth, Robbie. Sometimes it's worth it. I don't want to be punched in the mouth, Robbie. Are you kink shaming me about being punched in the mouth? No, I'm just saying I don't want to. You're kink shaming me about not wanting to be punched in the mouth. You're so vanilla. That's your kink shaming, <laughs> Robbie. That's a kink shame. Some people are into that. <laughs> All right. Some people are just happy with good old fashioned missionary, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. That's where I'm out of my food life. <laughs> Steak and potatoes. That's yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I like I like my food just kinky. As, I guess just as well done steak and just ketchup on his potatoes. No, no ketchup for me. Ketchup's no. ketchup's too spicy. Ketchup's not where I'm at in life. He didn't deny the well done steak though. No, oh, didn't. I didn't hear the well done part. I would slap a hoe for the steak. Well done. Get out of here with that. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything Sunday? Sunday, Sunday was Sunday. Uh, you guys made it to the track around nine thirty, ten o'clock, and no, we we were there earlier than that. Um, so they have I a bunch of food trucks there, right? And so, did you guys get a breakfast burrito? We did get no, we got breakfast tacos. Okay, that's right. Which was just steak, or it was just bacon and eggs and cheese and a soft shell taco. So that was safe, and I ate them. No cheese. They were. Just, you said cheese. Yeah, cheese. Okay, cheese, bacon, and eggs. Oh, okay. You could get bacon, sausage, or potato. And I was like, why can't you put the potato in all of them? Yeah. That should be an option. Actually, on Sunday, they did. I don't know if they meant to or not, but they did. Perfect. And I wasn't mad about that. So they also uh, served catfish at lunch, and it's so fucking good. I've been at catfish in forever. Dude, I love catfish. Problem was, it's $18, and I don't love it that much. Whoa. Yeah, they rape you. That's expensive. Yeah, for, so that track's kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's like you can't yeah. just like run out. No, I mean down the street and grab a burger at McDonald's. You're you're paying the convenience fee. Yeah, I get it. 
They know they got you by the balls. Well, that's like the poke bowls or whatever we had, the, or the Chinese noodles or whatever it was at AMP. It didn't yeah. matter what it cost. I was paying for it. And I was going to eat it. Right. Because it, it was the best food that was there. It was worth it. Right. I don't remember what it was, what it cost, but it was expensive. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Their, their truck, their food truck game is pretty well on point there. I believe that. Pizza, tacos, catfish, shrimp. Nice. Good stuff. Apparently, we talk about food a lot now. That's all that matters. Their shrimp is so good down there. Yep. I wish we lived closer to the ocean. It doesn't. That doesn't guarantee better for shrimp. It's just they just do it better down there. No, it does guarantee better. It shrimp. does not. Yes, it does. Right? No, it do, like I got a buddy that won't eat sushi if it's not if it's in a landlocked state, as if the fish isn't flown in from across the world, anyways, on ice. That's fine, but shrimp that that shrimp is more fresh than the shrimp we get. You don't know that. I do. Though. You don't know that. I do though. I'll eat it anyways. There's that splash downtown. They get their sh- fish flown in daily. Yep. The place is dumb money, but... It's not dumb money. It's good. It's a thing. It's not that expensive. It is pretty expensive, It's not Robbie. that expensive. Yes, it is, right? It's not. You have different uh, opinions. It's not that expensive when you've been hanging out with Booney. It's yeah, fucking well, cheap. There's a, reason I, <laughs> there's a reason I go out to eat with Booney very often. There's, I'll, there's, yeah. proto, there's prototype food, and then there's regular food. <clears throat> well, when uh, Katie's from Mid-City sponsors the car, food's free. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Robbie. It was amazing. It was amazing. We had charcuterie boards as well from Bucky's. From yeah. Not quite as good as Purveyor they from were, Des Moines, but I'll they take were, it. They uh, were they were like jalapeno cheese and summer sausage. So you didn't eat them. Well, no. I didn't I bought a brisket sandwich cuz if you give me the option between cold meat and cheese or a brisket sandwich, which one do you think I'm going to choose, Robbie? You made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, anyway. Yeah, so we've been talking about food for a while. Yeah. Uh, racetrack things. I don't know. Sunday was interesting. Uh, we had, I don't know. There wasn't, it was a good weekend. Like, there were lots of really interesting machinery there. Uh, both GLTC and uh, Time Attack. There are a lot of really cool cars in the Time Attack thing. But, yep. um, and, you know, I, I think this year was, uh, you know, just as good as any year that we've had there, honestly. Um, uh, you've got pulled up here. There was there was an overabundance of uh, Mercedes-Benz AMGs. Okay. The, the Roadster, or the, yeah. the two-seaters. Yep. Um, there were two... I think AMG GTSs, not GTRs, GTSs, right. I think. Um, the Fortners, who are Grid Life regulars, they bought one of those uh, that they're, they're really? running this. Yeah, they're running it this year in Street Mod. Damn. And they had it down there running in uh, Street, which is uh, GTA's Street Mod, basically. Right. Um, and then there was another one there that I think is owned by a dealership group or something like that. And then there was this thing, which was a GT3 spec. AMG, uh, full fledged carbon everything race car, yeah, uh, carbon fiber everything. He would go out there and he would click off two fifteen after two fifteen after two fifteen, and if there was a twenty minute long session, he ran nineteen minutes and fifty nine seconds of it, uh, and he clicked off like within probably I'll bet almost all of his laps were within two seconds of each other. No shit. Uh, like that car was fast and it'll do it for 24 hours straight. That's perfect. 
and uh, it makes all the right amount of noises. Yep. Straight cut sequential gearbox. Uh, it whines and howls and bangs and pops when he starts moving it. And uh, it's V8 uh, Glory. We were standing next to it one time when it was pulling up into um, its grid spot. Yep. And it kind of blipped the throttle when it was like me to you away from it. And it, the, so it's got side exit exhaust. And I was right in line with the side exit. And I mean, there's. Was it, it like a. Whew. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. I need a minute by yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw. I saw that on the live stream, and then I pulled up. So, you know, the pictures you guys are posting was like that. That one. I like. I like. We that looked one. at it for I a want, while. I want that the one. Pits, um, because it's really interesting to see. Um, like you can tell that. You know, because this is like a real, full-fledged, professionally developed. It's race a, yeah, car. a factory race car. Like, and so it was interesting to look at this car and see like, okay, yeah, I know what their arrow, what they're doing with it. It's no different um, than what Will is doing or what yep. Ferris is doing, but you can look at it and you can be like, it's, there's a lot of little things, little details that I don't understand why they did it. But it clearly fucking works, and just everything just works better, right? When you're you're looking at like the washouts behind the wheels, and you know, like every time attack car has that area cut out, and it's just like bare, exposed stuff hanging out, and this, like that whole area is three dimensional and s- smooth bends and, and moves. Well, they've got they like so there's. The, there's yeah, the fender the exactly where they want it to be. Right. right. There, there's the opening in the back of the fender behind the back tire. Yep. Uh, and the, in the, the bumper and stuff. And instead of it just being an open gaping hole, there's veins in there, uh, directing oh. air where they want it to go. You right. know, like, and, and those veins extend, you know, they wrap around the wheel and they extend forward towards the, towards the axle. So that car's, you know, the, the air is coming underneath the splitter and running all the way down underneath the car and then being directed out where they want it to be. It's not just washing around and they're trying to do stuff with it and hoping that it sticks. They know where it's going. They know what it's doing and they're telling it, no, you're going to do this instead. Huh? And it just works. Yeah. I, I, that car is perfect. It's so cool. Everything about it. Like I've, I've said a bunch of times, like for some reason, the Mercedes, GTR is top like towards the top of the list for me. The car has a presence too. Oh yeah. And so like on Saturday or on Sunday morning, we were standing on the bridge over the entry to the S's and they would come down out of turn one and come ripping down towards the S's and he'd be on the gas pedal, uh, as he'd cross underneath the bridge. And then by the time we could see him on the other side of the bridge, he's lost 50 miles an hour. Because the brakes are just like these insane carbon ceramic monstrosities. Uh-huh. And the car just goes, I'm doing 140 miles an hour. I'm doing 10 miles an hour. And it just like, you know how we talked about Ferris has a time space continuum from one end of a straightaway to the other. Well, this car does the same thing except braking. Wow. It's crazy the, the braking distance that car has. Huh. Yeah, that'd be so. It was really cool to watch. Um, like, yeah, you know, 
215 is super fast, but it wasn't the fastest thing no, there. No, no. Um, shoot, some some street class car, two two street class cars went faster than that, even. Um, uh, Amir ran in his NSX, ran a 213, which is dumb fast. That is very fast. Uh, and Jackie okay. was in the 14s, I think. And Andy, Andy Hollis went a 214 in his yeah, 720S which that was limited. Tires, which... Yeah, it's 214 on street insane. tires. It's so <laughs> fast. And, you know, like Andy's there was... Turned about, Andy's turned about 5,000 laps of that track. Yeah, right. that's true. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, you know... But that car, none of those cars had the presence that that car has. Right. It was just cooler. So, um, street class was dominated this year by Amir uh, in his NSX. That car is... One of the rowdiest sounding four cylinders I've ever heard at idle. Hmm. It's got he's got some serious cams in that thing, right? It's it's got a lope to it. It's it's quite a deal. Um, and it has that it has that proper race car. It doesn't want to do anything except one run wide, freaking open kind of yeah. attitude to it. Like him trying to move it around in the to get to grid and stuff. It's just so pissed off. It's so cool. It's got a dog <laughs> box in it but it's still an H pattern. Okay. And it's really like, I've seen some in car of him driving that car. That transmission is gnarly. It looks like a, it looks like, um, like a NASCAR on a road course, except that it's yeah. a mid engine four cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. just, uh, he went out uh, early uh, on Saturday and went like two. 15 or 214 whatever it was like real fast but not as fast as he ended up throughout the year or throughout the weekend but um he was kind of late for that session to start uh and so jackie had already gone out done his lap and come back in and so jackie was out of the car standing in pit lane when amir comes rolling back in and jackie's like fucking pumped about the time that Amir just ran. And yep. I think that's so cool to see because, like, those two guys, like, they're the street class guys. They're fierce competitors. Like, but... they're they're fierce competitors. But Jackie was as ecstatic that Amir went as fast as he did as Jackie would have been if it was Jackie that did it himself. That's awesome. So it was really cool to see that camaraderie between the competitors. Like, you know, they're on the track there is as – fierce a competitor and enemy as you could possibly be. But the second one of them pulls off, uh, they're there for each other. So it's super cool. That is cool. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun to see that battle. That car is silly fast. That car is now grid life street mod legal because they added dog boxes as a legal modification. Yep. Um, so that means that the there is the rumor that it may be at an event or two this year. That would be great. And I'm really excited to see that car at a Grid Life event. So uh, that should be cool. Uh, Alex Moss, uh, Grid Life regular, managed to bring Super K out to this event this year, along with like fucking 40 other cars from ASM because <laughs> that's a whole ordeal. But uh, Alex is a huge formula one fan. So I think this was like a real nerd out moment for him to get to run there. Um, the way the super lap and GTA rules are written, the DCT swap that's in that S two is not legal in anything short of unlimited. Right. Where he does not hold a candle to, yeah. yeah. Like he, he's bringing a knife to a nuke fight. Um, 
but you know, I, I applaud the fact that he still showed up and went for it. Uh, he still ran in street mod trim. I kind of wondered if they just like throw Hoosiers on it for the fun of it. It was turned all the way up. Yeah. But they still ran in street mod trim with a 52s on it. Uh, or maybe they were Falcons. I don't know, but they were still street tires. I'm pretty sure they're AO 52s. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they were running last year. You know, so it was kind of interesting, you know, to see that car compare to like Jackie's car. Um, Jackie went quite a bit faster, but he makes a ton more horsepower than, than super K does. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, super K is still a totally stock K series engine with a turbo on it. Which means that in theory it should only be limited to somewhere between like four fifty and five. See, I, th- I thought, and that- I think Jackie's car like can make seven or eight. See, I, th- I, th- I thought they had that thing turned way up. It still has a completely stock block. Does it really? K twenty four. Did it. not realize. That. I thought I thought that's so, more exotic than that. I, I think that the built motor exists. Okay, but because they were working so much on the DCT, they left the stock motor in there at a reasonable power level until they got the DCT sorted out because they didn't want to be sorting a trans and a seven hundred horsepower built motor at the same time. Don't blame them. Because yeah, I remember that you know at one lap, I know they had it dialed back. Yeah, but I, I think that's why I thought it was. Yeah, I think that car really only makes like four fifty or five hundred horsepower. Okay, so. To turn the times that he does is still really, really, really. Oh, yeah. Like it's, he was it's driven very well. I don't think he quite got into the teens, but he was in the like in the two twenty low two twenty minute mark. Yep, and that that's fucking flying for any car, let alone a street tired car with with that relatively low horsepower. Right. I mean, that's half the power that Andy's car makes. Right. Andy Hollis is seven twenty. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's also got a little bit of an aero disadvantage over a McLaren. <laughs> yeah, probably. Again, you know, cars that have spent significant time in real wind tunnels and have been built by people who are hardly mortals compared to uh, a silly little green S two thousand built in a shop in Wisconsin. <laughs> so, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that's. Pretty much a rundown of all the cars. I really had a lot of interest in. There were, I mean, it's you know I could go on all day. Oh yeah, for literally, sure. Because there, there's so many cool cars there. There was a like a carbon fibered 240Z with a with a turboed LS and a BMW DCT in it. That was really cool to see. That's a car I've followed for a while because he does a lot of Pikes Peak stuff with it. Yep, and it's a really cool looking car. Um, they have a new build that's an R32 GTR. That was neat to see um, tons of Subarus of all varying sorts and sizes and shapes. Uh, a couple so of one Evos. Of the, one of the cool Subarus was uh, Thomas Smith. He ran Optima stuff for a while whenever we were running yeah. quite a bit. Just a super unassuming looking car that whenever you get to looking at it closer, there's a lot, a ton of detail stuff. Yeah, He ran a 219. Did pretty well in street class. Hmm. Yeah, um, uh, Toyota seems to have knocked it out of the park with the Supra. Yeah. There were a bunch. There was of, a lot of them. A there. bunch of them. So uh, that was kind of cool to see. You know, we were pretty we were pretty critical of that car early on. Yeah, I've really come around to really liking them. I think you've softened on it remarkably. I've, yeah, softened on them, but I'm still not. I still uh, think they're but overpriced. I, they've, but they've they seem to have hit a home run as far as like a good 
sports car that takes well to like it took a little while for us to figure it out. Yep. But it seems to be a car that takes well to modification is uh fun to drive and good looking and like Jackie's car has been to AMS and makes whatever horsepower it makes it's a crazy number. Yes, yeah, it's, it's I, I think it's just south it's, of the of a four digit mark. Is it really? I think it makes you know like yes. seven or eight. It's seven or eight at the wheels. On a stock trans. Wow. ZF8 speed. That's so, crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like that shows the, you know, and they've been getting real fast in the quarter mile with them. So, uh, well, you know, I know, I know um, uh, Steph Papadakis on the build series he did yeah, on that was the FD car. They like said that the bottom end. interesting. Yeah. The bottom end was easy thousand horsepower capable. And it, it was just a matter of you know making the induction and and exhaust work hmm. to get there. But that's crazy. So very cool car that I think we'll see really awesome things in the coming years from. So it's really already been a very popular platform. So it's cool, cool to see um, Dai Yoshihara's uh, Tesla there too. The yeah, Pikes Peak car, a couple of Model Three. A lot of cars that ran Pikes Peak that showed up here. Yeah, that seems to be a a, a common theme where Which they do I'm, Super Lab Battle and, and Pikes Peak. I'm good with that. Yeah, it's it's cool to kind of those those are kind of turning into like a, a kind of a sister event with each other mm-hmm. as Super Lab seems to be getting more of a of a reputation, which I'm obviously all for because I'm three and a half hours away from it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, this Tesla Model Three that Die has. Uh, we we were standing in pit lane when he was driving it up to um i think he had come in off a hot lap and they were looking at something and then he went right back out again but it's so weird to see it because it's i mean I, I, like i realize that's as this is the whole point but it's completely fucking silent yeah and when it goes by you it just <laughs> yeah, you just you just hear air and tires it's so yeah. weird yeah so uh um, God, no, I can't think of his name with the, the with the plaid. Oh this. yeah, I was I was just about to talk about uh, so Mike Dussold that has the yeah. crazy uh sixty nine Camaro or sixty eight Camaro that's run uh, Pike's Peak the last couple of years was there with a basically stock full weight uh, Tesla Model S plaid. Um, they're developing a big brake kit for it. He rented at Coda uh back late last year. And I think couldn't make it through a lap without just boiling the brakes. So mm-hmm. they've got a big brake kit on it. But other than that, basically stock. And he ran a 225, which is insane. I think they said he was running 174 miles an hour on the back straight. <laughs> and that was that's only because stock it's, that's car, where, Robbie. That's insane. That's like he and, could he could have drove that there. Yeah. I think he might have he probably driven did. It <laughs> no, they, they trailered it down. But um and I was I was talking to uh, Cole Reynolds that works with him, and they've got a plan for cutting weight out of it. They there's tons of weight just in the interior that they can get out of it pretty easily. Um, he was saying that he would go out and make like one flyer and then a couple of other labs, and then they had to uh, book it out to a supercharger, put the car on the charger for like 30 minutes, I think, to bump it back up to like 95 percent, ease it back to the track, and just like do this same cycle each time. To, to keep it in the range of where it needed to be. Hmm. I think it's kind of hard 
Like, you have to jump through a lot of hoops to make full power with the car. Right. I know, like, at a drag strips, it's kind of an ordeal. Well, yeah, so if you get to your battery at a certain thing, it, it yeah. changes what you're allowed to do and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, I think he said once it once it got to, like, 55% that it, like, cuts the power and starts, you know, that's that's the level where things start getting weird. So Makes sense. And he was losing, I think he said, like, like, one full lap plus a plus a couple of others just to kind of cool everything down was putting it at like fifty five percent or sixty percent. Huh. Die's car was not that much faster than right. Du Solds. No, they um, were yeah, they were they were fairly like a full fledged race car at this point, you know, mm-hmm. uh, versus a basically totally stock street car. Uh, it's kind of interesting comparison. It would be really cool, like if. Um, the the Model S that uh, damn it no, I'm drawing a blank on his name too that runs up Pikes Peak uh, does all the driving oh Randy Popes Randy Popes oh, he yeah, has yeah. he has a Model S it'd be cool to see that car come to this event and kind of uh, see what it can do because right. that's more of a race car setup like it's got the arrow and it's lightened out and and uh, they've got a bunch of those things sorted it would be cool to see that see what it could do too so. Yeah, that that sounds like where Mike's headed with that one. That'll be rad. Starting to cut weight. And, Mike is you know, has built you know, a few no, crazy cars. Yeah, in his I was going to say. So that yeah, there's, there's no there's no limit to where Mike will take a car, as evidenced by the Camaro and one of my that, favorite cars I've ever seen in more or in like all of its iterations. So whenever he, whenever they first did the tube chassis for it, I watched him shake it down with no body on it at uh, just a little like test and tune autocross. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a few tubes that are still the same place that they were at that point, but yeah, that car is that car has been built and rebuilt and rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like that's one of the cars that sticks out the most in my head from the first Good Guys event I ever went to. Yep, so that first, was back when he ran that there all the time. Yeah, the first time I ever met him, that car was just a Detroit Speed subframe and a mild LS3. And he was like, hey, you know, we're talking about putting turbos in it. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, sure, okay. And then <laughs> get, to talk, get to talking to him a little bit more. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we got a shop. We just built this Nova. And then I figure out that it's a Nova that I saw on the cover of Hot Rod like two months before. I'm like, okay, this guy might have uh, – yeah, he might actually do what he's talking about doing. And, yeah, he's done that and <laughs> – way beyond <laughs> yeah now the car will do probably is one of the few cars i think could uh keep up with ferris at a track like circuit or circuit of the americas or road america honestly like it's that's one of the few cars in the country i think could actually uh give him a run for his money at a big big track like that right so yeah, Fer- ferris has worked a lot with him and and still works on his on his car out of mike's shop too so yeah they've they've learned they've learned and pushed each other a lot in the last like five, six years. So pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So our trip back, <laughs> I got to talk about it cause I think it's funny and I want to blow Josh's spot up a little bit. <laughs> so we were, we were coming, we, we Sunday afternoon we left, uh, and just hit the road and started heading home. Um, we got just South of Oklahoma city, uh, everything in Texas, you can you can really haul ass in Texas. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, like, there was a lot of time where we're, like, cruise set at, like, 90, 95 miles an hour. Just, just 
going with the flow. Cannonball in it. But like we were, like that was just, yeah, we're still getting passed. Like we're just, (laughs) we're going with the flow of traffic. Wow. At like 90. Right. 85, 90, 95 miles an hour is just kind of. What they were doing. Yeah. That's what you got to do to keep up. And, you know, so then we, uh, Monday morning, we hop in the car and off we go. and We're cruising across Kansas. Oh, excuse me, on the turnpike there. Yep. And we had we had a couple of cars in front of us, and crew set at 95, just cruising along. A couple of cars went going with us, like no problem at all. And uh, and then there was the car, there was like a Suburban in front of us that dropped back, kind of chickened out, and you were like, oh, sucker, you know, <laughs> bitch, we're, <laughs> bye. And then like a couple miles farther down the road, all of a sudden this this SUV rolls up next to us and we all look out the side of, uh, or out, out the driver's side at the, at the car, at the SUV and realize it's a state patrol. And he's very angrily pointing at the, <laughs> at the side of the road. And Josh's like, yep, yep. And then he just kind of pulled in front of us and threw his lights on and pulled the Jeep over that we had been following that we had no relation to whatsoever. So you got you both. You both got, pulled over. They pulled, He pulled two people over, gave us both tickets for 95 and a 75. Ooh. It's a pretty it's a pretty baller move on his part, I have to say. Yeah, I was impressed. He pulled over two cars at one stop that were... I mean, it's one thing to pull over two cars that are affiliated with each other. Not yep. that he knew that in advance, but like... We didn't know who that girl was. Yeah. She didn't know. Like, she was from Minnesota. We don't know. who. Like, that's just a total stranger. <laughs> she just happened to be going a reasonable pace. Yeah. We just... And we decided to go with her reasonable pace. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. I'm, dis- I'm disappointed he didn't do the dumb and dumber. Pull over. No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Whoops. Yeah, see, that, that's not a cheap ticket either. It was not as bad as you think it would be. That's good. So, my dad, I was telling my dad about it. He's like, so did you guys, like, split it? I was like, fuck no. <laughs> he was driving. I didn't tell him to go that fast. I was like, <laughs> that's why they won't let me drive is because I'll set the cruise at 75 and just go. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not getting a ticket. No. So that's they won't let me drive because I don't drive fast enough. Fine, whatever. I'll sit in the back seat. You guys can drive, but I'm not paying for the ticket when you get it. Nope. Them's the rules. That's that's fair. So that's what we did. No, driver pays the ticket. Sucks to suck. Yep. I didn't force him to drive that fast. Nope. Didn't have a gun to his head or anything like that. Allegedly. It's not like it's not like y'all were y'all were transiting on one lap or something. Yeah, we accepted that was part of the budget. We put it. We we saved money for that. And we never had to use it. It was fine. Josh was pretty chill with it. You know, he's like, oh, I haven't had a ticket in a while. I probably deserve one. Like, You're fucking right, you do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yep. Yeah. So, Josh shows you how to be fast on the street. Apex Pro shows you how to be fast on the track. So, if you want Damn, to get that was to- a smooth transition. <laughs> <laughs> professional professional podcaster um but yeah if you want to be faster on the track use apex apex pro data center unit thing data center unit. i don't know what you call it data center not data center I da- spent a data lot of unit time those here lately but we got the gen 2 use the code uh 10 tenths to get 10 percent off with this and a uh window suction mount um it's a uh, about as good as you're gonna get when it comes to dollar per data 
uh, in the Gen Two, and you can have you get the uh, you get the app, and then you get all sorts of like live telemetry and all that stuff, so you can have your buddies follow follow along. Uh, but that app is actually free. It's our official Motorsports app. So if you want to just kind of get a feel for data, you can download the app, the Apex Pro app, and um, it'll use your phone. You can just you basically treat it like like a lap timer. You can do you know pretty basic stuff because obviously it's not getting the resolution that the units have. But you can get lap times, and you can get kind of that intro to data, and kind of take a look at uh, at at basically where you're losing speed, and then also, um, yeah, just Andrew's a really great guy. And if you need to uh, kind of get an intro to the data, you can go to their YouTube channel. There's a bunch of videos posted where he kind of walks through it with the different people, as well as kind of just in general talking about data. I recently just watched the data review session he did with Matt uh, Williams. Um, and I was actually comparing that, that to my, cloud. yeah, comparing it to my data and, uh, just kind of like picking up a few things here and there, like where, where, where they were seeing things and super, super useful. So also Andrew is coaching. So I'm going to do that too. As you should, as Rob. I, as oh. I will. So apextrackcoach.com. So my, my buddy, Daniel, they came to super lab. I, we, he listens and we, uh, talked about using the app like that without, you know, having the, having the, um, unit yet and had like really good luck with it i was super impressed compared to what i've seen on the old uh, harry's lap timer days Mm -hmm. um like for for cell phone data it was still very the way the app like you know smooths out the data and everything like it's it's pretty impressive even just with the phone so yeah yeah for for a free app it's 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 good so real quick question about him does his sister live in Austin? Yeah, yeah. So he he stays okay. with her whenever she looked. There, so. She looked less than thrilled to be at rally ready. She so so I asked him what she thought of it, and he said he said so. I wonder going in that it was just going to be a bunch of nerdy car guys standing around talking about nerdy car guy things. So she she'd been forewarned. Uh, so yeah, I I think I don't think that was her scene. It was it was what she had been promised. Um, <laughs> it still wasn't her scene, though. I don't think she enjoyed herself. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't Bless think she her was heart for going along for, and like not being a total buzzkill. But I don't think she enjoyed herself as much as she may have hoped. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> they they went they went and found some uh, some oysters afterwards. I think had a oh, I should have gone with them. That'd have been way that better. Been awesome. Sounds expensive. I've had oysters in like two weeks. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I've had oysters in like two decades. <laughs> we had two different types of oysters. It was great. I don't like you, Robbie. I, I said whenever he went on that trip that there would be no living with him after this. Yeah. And I was right. <laughs> yeah. It's only going to get worse from here. Yeah, it will definitely not uh, get better. I can promise. At least... At least there's a little bit of a gap now that we get a little bit of a break. Yeah, but I'm going to have to go on the next one. We'll see what it changes in me. Because the next one I'm probably going to. But Elkhart Lake is really limited on where we can go. There's still some some stuff there. There's some stuff. Seepkins? Yeah, Seepkins. Yeah, we've been to Seepkins. I don't need to go back to Seepkins, but it was fun to go once. I don't need to go there when it's crowded. No. I mean, be, I was, it's, it's cool, but yeah, I don't, I don't like crowded. Yeah. Both times I've been up there, I was told that was what I needed to do. And we went in the opposite direction because we stayed in Plymouth. And, ah, 
Yeah, we we also went to Plymouth because we had to go to Walmart. So we we did both. Yeah. Let's shut it down. Yeah, we, I had a hot take, but it's been a long show. Yeah. I'm tired. It's late. I get it. I had to work. I did too, but not till as late as you did. Sorry. Well, Dusty, thanks for Robbie coming his, on. Robbie got his six hours in today, so everybody, everybody, go ch- go to <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did. <laughs> uh, everybody, go to our Facebook page. Check out Dusty's pictures. Yes, please. I shared them in Track Midwest and some GLTC page, and I need to share the time attack pictures in the SLB group. Yes, you do. Because I'm sure I'll you're not in it, Mister High Horse. Never was. I'll be throwing some more up on my uh, personal stuff too on Instagram at, at silverc10. So. There you go. Perfect. You should come up and shoot WRL in Elkhart Lake with us. Dude, you don't have to. You don't have to uh, tempt me with a good time to go to Road America. I. Oh, you should. Cool It'd be place. great. Yeah. Gotta get my. Uh, gotta get my travel schedule figured out because yeah, I got the bug to do some more shooting now after that. So perfect. Lime rock. No, no, no. Yeah. Lime that rock too, is, but... lime rock is, is high on the list. Should we come, know a guy. You should come we to Daytona. You, we can get you a media pass. We know a guy. Sweet. That'd be great. That would be great. We should probably do a show sometime and talk about our schedules. I still don't know what mine is yet. Hey, Jabay, for listening, you should probably figure that out. Yeah. Let's shut it down. <laughs> We'll catch everybody next week.